MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, October 18th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a massive blast rocked a Gaza City hospital packed with wounded and other Palestinians seeking shelter Tuesday, killing hundreds of people, the Hamas-run health ministry said. Hamas blamed an Israeli airstrike, while the Israeli military said the hospital was hit by a rocket misfired by Palestinian militants. The Gaza health ministry said at least 500 people were killed. Video showed fire engulfing the hospital and the hospital grounds strewn with torn bodies, many of them young children, around them in the grass were blankets, school backpacks, and other belongings. Outrage over what many believed was an Israeli strike flared across the region a day before President Joe Biden was due to arrive to show support for Israeli and try to prevent the war from spreading. The carnage unfolded as the United States tried to convince Israeli uh, Israel to allow the delivery of supplies to desperate civilians, aid groups, and hospitals in the tiny Gaza Strip, which has been under a complete siege since Hamas's deadly rampage in southern Israel. Israel last week. Hamas called Tuesday's hospital blast a horrific massacre, saying it was caused by an Israeli strike. The Israeli military blamed Islamic Jihad, a smaller, more radical Palestinian militant group that often cooperates with Hamas in their shared struggle against Israel. Former NFL wide receiver Terrell Owens was struck by a vehicle Monday night in Southern California after an argument over a basketball game, authorities say. <clears throat> According to the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, deputies responded to Calabasas after receiving reports of an argument between two men. The address appeared to be a location of a restaurant and bar. Investigators said after the argument, a man who has not been identified struck Owens with his vehicle. So it, this is with intent. Yeah, I think so. Ah. Uh, the Pro Football Hall of Famer didn't suffer any injuries and did not require any medical attention, hmm. according to the LASD. The Sheriff's Department said a report for an assault with a deadly weapon was taken, but details weren't immediately available. Investigators haven't spoken with the man accused of hitting Owens and noted that there has not been, uh, no one has been taken into custody. Uh, the incident is being investigated by the LASD's Detectives Bureau. I think it was bottomless margaritas that night, Kathy, oh, the restaurant. That could have been the culprit. You know how, what that does to you. Police are asking for the public's help identifying a man they say stole a watch more than $43,000 uh, from a store in the King of Prussia Mall last month. Upper Marion Township Police said a man entered the Breitling store inside the mall just before 740 on Saturday, September 30th. The man asked to see a specific watch and as the store employee was showing it, uh, the man ran out of the store with it. He was last seen running through the mall towards Nordstrom, according to police. I know this is Breitling, but the other day there was a um, article, you know, as I'm doing a show prep that I saw, and it was um, the cheapest Rolex you can buy. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'll bite. I'll go, you know, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm a successful businessman. Yes. You never know. Yeah. Uh, no. How much? No. What was it? $2,000? No, it was like $7,000 or that's something. That's it? I mean, that's, wait, I, I don't I, mean. Listen. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I, I didn't, <laughs> I mean, that's expensive. I thought it would be closer to like between one and $2,000. No, no, it was in, it was in, it was definitely over five. Perspective and, is for a watch. A watch, seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars, bottom barrel, for a watch, and and there oh. there are people that pay hundreds of I thousands got it. Yeah. for these watches. Genetically, which, I don't possess that, which were obscene. <laughs> but I was like, ah, you never know. Maybe I'm at a point in my life. No, <laughs> I no. Oh, is that a seven thousand dollar Rolex you got there, brother? <laughs> and even then, in the Rolex, Rolex <laughs> world, you'd be like. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. It was, what's, what's on what was that in the cut bin by the front door? <laughs> I want. Uh, I actually want a Rolex. Like I, you know, I don't know. Did you get one? Here you go. Yeah, Here's... but I, I'm not going to part with seven thousand dollars. No, you can uh, buy them used. Hey, get the watch or the swim spa. Kathy, yeah. sometimes the used ones are even more expensive than the new ones. Yeah, it depends if it, on if they're a classic. Yeah, model if it's a or classic like model. The, I listen. I have a Rolex, and the first one I bought was used, and and that's how you get it. And then you can trade them in. And I eventually sold that one and was able to use that money to get another one. There is a place on Canal Street, <laughs> yes. yeah. really good, New yeah. York City. Yeah, you can get a yeah. much I got some. Rolex. some I got some. Channel pocketbooks. Yeah. Channel. Mm-hmm. Rolex. I love channel. Yeah. <laughs> Rolex with tools. There's a. Uh, Rolexes are good. Yeah. There's yeah. a pawn shop right around the corner. Do you think they have any Rolexes in their. Uh, they might. Know, maybe. <laughs> you never know. I Tell bet you what, I bought a Sony video. camcorder. Yeah. I've never been. I've never been to any pawn shop. Do you want to go there? The, the one right down the street here. Yeah. I've seen it for years and I'm like, I wonder. I wonder what's in there. I walked in to this one right up on City Line. Yeah. Uh, we, I, we had a gig. <laughs> there was a bit of appearance at the bar right next to it. Oh, jeez. And, uh, uh, and uh, I happened to be the lucky one. And so I walked in, and, and it is kind of cool. I mean, okay. and yet there's an air of desperation also. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you know? I, w- I feel like I would I would feel bad. Like, if there was a Rolex or, like, a diamond. Yeah. Because, this meant something to somebody. Well, how much? No, and that, like, they might come back for it. You know what I mean? Like, how like, people will sell it and then co- try to come back and well, get yeah. it. Well, yeah. I didn't know what Hawk was yeah, until yeah. I started watching Pawn Wars or Pawn, Pawn whatever that, Pawn uh, was it? Uh, Pawn, Pawn Stars. Stars. Pawn Stars. Thank you, yeah. Pawn Wars. <laughs> You think of fighting each other? Storage wars. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. But I didn't know what Hawk was. Essentially, you get a loan yeah. and and yeah. you can come back and get it, but you have to pay. You know. And but if the, I, uh, think I think if the item's gone, right? That's it. It's like well, I think it's not desperation. The sure. yeah, yeah, there's an expiration at some point. They own right. It yes, exactly. If you don't come back. Yeah. So uh, let's go. Yeah, there's. That air, shopping to that air of desperation, but maybe there's a Rolex out there with our name on it. Who knows? So police released photos uh, that showed the man wearing a black jacket, white t-shirt, black jog- jogger style pants, and a black baseball cap. The watch is described as a gold Breitling Super Chronomat uh, and is valued at forty three thousand five hundred dollars. Police specified it's something that you would use to tell time, correct? Right. Yes. <laughs> gold. Anyone, anyone with information on the identity of the person of interest is asked to call Upper Merion Police Department. It, the usual thing that they do is that they'll go in uh, in a pair and they'll ha- they'll distract the person behind the counter by having them pull out something and then that's and then how they, they do it. That's a don't tactic. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, this guy, this they is said, pretty overt. just came in, asked to see it. Ha-ha! Took yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, see ya! <laughs> All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Phillies won again, easily beating the Arizona Diamondbacks 10 0 in game two of the NLCS last night at the ballpark. Schwarber hit two of the Phil's three solo home runs off D-back starter Merrill Kelly. Trey Turner also connected, and JT Real Muto hit two, had two hits and three RBI. Aaron Nola tossed three hit ball and struck out seven in six innings as the Phil's improved to seven and one in the playoffs, moving closer to a second straight World Series appearance. The Phil's are now up two games to none. The series moves to Arizona for game three tomorrow night in Phoenix. Ranger Suarez will get the start for the Phil's. The first pitch is scheduled for 5.06. 
seven. Ten. In the ALCS, the Texas Rangers lead the Houston Astros two games to none. Game three is tonight in Arlington, and the first pitch is set for 8.03. And the Flyers won their home opener, shutting out the Vancouver wow. Canucks. Two-nothing yeah. last yeah. night at the center. Jean Couturier scored on a penalty shot for his first goal in nearly two years, and Carter Hart made 25 saves to earn the shutout win. After being taken down by Elias Peterson, Couturier beat Thatcher Demko on the penalty shot to make it 2 nothing with 2.37 remaining in the first period. Couturier was sidelined for the second half of the 2021-22 season and all of last season because of a back injury. The Flyers are home again tomorrow night and will host the Edmonton Oilers. The puck will drop at 7.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All is good in the city yeah. of this morning, man. Two victories last night. One slightly larger than the other, but huge. <laughs> and uh, we obviously have to talk about more of this and, and how exciting that was and how exciting it continues to be. Who won the friendly? The uh... I don't know. Anybody pay attention? Oh, it's either Mexico or Germany. I'm yeah. not really well, sure. No, but it's like there was a ton of people down there. They were all t- Tailgating in the parking lot. They were grilling. Sorry. They were they they said it was a lot of fun tailgating with the, the people who were there for oh. the, that game. Oh my god, man. yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a draw. An, an internet it was a draw. Yeah, two, two, okay. yeah. Uh you, you had an international confluence of events last night in the in the sports complex, but it's just I mean mm-hmm. ten, man. That's just <laughs> unreal. Ten it's uh, yeah, it's it's very exciting. Only uh, now, I there's a uh, there's a line from the movie Master and Commander that I always think of uh, when when you're feeling confident yes. and things are looking really good, and it's when they're uh, they're, they're talking about their strategy to take out the the, the bad ship, the Acheron. He's like, even wounded, it will you know will still be dangerous. Oh, it's like a wounded beast. Yes. So yeah, while we feel confident and badass, there's yeah. still two more games to be won. Baseball's a funny game. Uh, about a year ago, I went to Game Three of the World Series. The Phillies had five home runs in that game. They won seven nothing. I got to take my dad. It was one of the best nights of my life. The next night, the Phillies got no hit, mm-hmm. and so you don't know what's going to happen. I, I listen. I'm not a betting man, but if I were a betting man, I don't think this series is coming back to Philly. Right? Uh, but you never know. Yeah. I mean, the, the home runs, the, the the bats are just <laughs> unbelievable. They're dominating. It's oh, so awesome. much. It makes it. Listen, you know, oh. RBIs are great, but my God, it's, when you hit them out, it's so exciting. It's literally like that Looney Tunes Bugs Bunny with yeah, yeah, they're doing a conga line around the base. But it's also like when it rains, it pours, and there was a play late in the game, and we we were already smoking them, and there was just a pop fly in in the infield, and three guys let it drop right in between all three of them. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, that still happens. That kind of night, guys. All right, well, we're happy. It always makes a day uh, so much brighter. Much brighter. <laughs> and uh, it feels good even on a Wednesday morning. We have a few things taking place. I want to remind you about uh, Wednesdays mean secret text words. So we have a chance to win tickets to uh, an event uh, that features a guy we spoke to yesterday. Joe Gatto's Night of Comedy is going to be on Thursday, January 19th at the Met. So text the word secret to 39333 and uh, we'll see if you win later on this morning. We'll send you a word. We'll ask you to call in with that later and we'll grab a random text or two. So we have a couple of uh, uh, ways to win. We also have Crumbum Cash. We got three days left today, tomorrow, Friday. That is it. So $1,000, and we start that at 8 a.m. Get yourself set for it. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day today. And we also have a guest on the program, uh, excuse me, Andrew Greenblatt, who is the head of uh, the Philadelphia Film Society, and Michael Lerman, who is the artistic director and senior director of programming of the Philadelphia Film Festival is taking place. Huge. 
Yeah. A lot of great movies, and they always give us a rundown of what you can't expect, so we'll talk to those guys. Later on this morning, uh, with all of that, we're going to take a break, come back in a second, the entertainment report, the stupid question on the way, and uh, we'll all hang out together on a beautiful Wednesday morning. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop In and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. If we're going to ask a stupid question, we're going to give away as a prize a VIP four-pack of tickets for the Lincoln Mill Haunted House. Uh, Main Street Manning, that's for this Saturday. And the question I ask is this. What is another name or the more more well-known name for a shadow clock? A shadow clock. Oh. Yeah, 215-263-WMMR. Should be pretty yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more well-known name for a shadow clock. Call now, 215-263-WMMR. Today is the 18th day of October. Some birthdays to mention while we wait for that call. Pam Dauber, uh, Mindy of Mork and Mindy fame. Also, my sister Sam. She is um, married to... Um, Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon, yeah. I always forget that. Yeah. Uh, they've been together for a long, long time. For a long time. time. Decades, okay. yeah. Uh, so she's 72 years old today. Uh, it's also Ditka's birthday. Ditka. Mike Ditka. Uh, NFL Hall of Famer. Obviously, he's 84 <laughs> years old. Uh, Martina Navratilova, the yes. tennis legend. I saw her play. Oh, you did? Amazing. U.S. Open? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, at her time, in her time, she dominated. Yeah. Uh, she is uh, 67 years old today. It is also Jean-Claude Van Damme's <laughs> birthday today. The Brussels, the muscles from Brussels. He, I saw him. You remember the guy uh, in, um, God, I forget the guy's name, but he's in he's in Bloodsport, or the, the, he's the big guy in the Kumite that he faces off against. The, the, the uh, uh, Bolo. Yeah. And he's in Enter the Dragon, sort of muscle-bound. Asian fellow, just really, right, right, really right. big, broad shoulders, yes. And they were, like, d- drunk at a dinner and, and palling around and having a great time. <laughs> I love that. And I think Jean-Claude's having a great old time these days. I huh? actually want to go back and watch Bloodsport. It's been a little while since I watched it. It's fun. Yeah. All, all of that Van Damme stuff is, is pretty fun. Do you remember he, uh, his master makes him do the tea ceremony over yeah. and over again, uh-huh. and he would, like, hit him when he was blindfolded. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Eventually, he just holds his hands up. He's able to see. <laughs> 
uh-huh. without being able to it's see. Amazing. Uh, he is 63 today. Wynton Marcellus, uh, Pulitzer Prize winning jazz musician. Brother to Branford Marcellus. He's the older brother. Wynton Marcellus. Are they the only uh, siblings in that family? Of or? that family? Yeah. I'm not sure if the roots of uh, jazz go deeper into the Marcellus name or not, Steve, but I know those two. Uh, he is uh, 62 years There's, old. There are two more, actually. There's Jason and Del- Delfeo. Okay. D E L F E A Y O. Anyway, they're all jazz musicians. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Stand to reason. Uh, actor, I'm sorry, author uh, Terry McMillan. He wrote Waiting to Exhale and uh, How Stella Got Her Groove Back. Did you read either of those, Kathy? They were, they were big books, big beach books for a while. Yeah, you know what? I didn't start like re- reading regularly on yeah. the beach or, or whatever um, the past like five years or so. So All I right. did not read those. Maybe I could go back and do those. Uh, sh- he is uh, 72 today, uh, or she might be. I'm not sure. I they. Don't know. They are 72. Now, an incredibly handsome man has his birthday today. Zach Efron. Yeah. <laughs> Impossibly good looking. He got, so he had a facial injury. Yeah. And got better looking. <laughs> How does that happen? Wait, wait, what happened to his face? Yeah, he had some sort of, there was a, he took a hit on the face or whatever. And he, his jawline is now more defined. He regenerates yeah. more uh-huh. handsome. How does that happen? He uh, looks so jacked in that wrestling movie that's coming out we were yeah. talking about the other day. Dude, Nick, in, in the uh, Baywatch movie, he, the, he was down to, he actually, there was the, the lowest body fat I've ever seen on anyone in my <laughs> life. He's just completely cut up. And did he lose weight for that one, Steve? Uh, he got, you know who, uh, so he trains, when he's with other actors, he'll train those other actors. Wow. He's yeah. blessed with great genetics to begin yeah, with. He's that got that movie, certainly helps. The movie's coming out about the Von Erich family, and uh, yeah, he's gotten up to wrestler Bolt, yeah. size. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's in some great stuff. Uh, he's wonderful in Hairspray. High School Musical, where he got to start in the Neighbors movies. Uh, he is 36 years old today. Uh, actress Frida Pinto, who was uh, in Slumdog Millionaire oh, and yeah. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. She considered one of the most beautiful women in the world. Yeah, she yeah. is beautiful. Uh, she turns 39 years old today. Uh, Tyler Posey. I didn't watch Teen Wolf, the, the series. Yes. Uh, you were more a One Tree Hill guy. No, yeah. I was more Teen Wolf, the original movie yes. with Michael J. Fox uh, guy. Yeah. Uh, and Teen Wolf, the series, Styles. is uh, nothing like, I mean, it's, it's right. serious. Uh, he is 32 today. And then the last birthday I saw, championship skier Lindsey Vaughn uh, is 39. Tiger Woods' ex. Yeah. She's gorgeous and talented uh, and turns 39 years old today. Had to retire because of injuries. Right, uh, mm, that was the deal. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Casey, the phone lines oh, are not oh, up on, okay. the, Ooh. on the board right, here. So I'm going to do something here, and then I get the test to see because I'm going to I'm going to retake this board. But we have a technical issue that Casey's working. So on. whenever I retake the board, what ends up happening is it uh, renders our Vox Pro uh, ed- audio editing unit useless. Oh, that's wonderful! But I learned a trick the last time from our engineers. So Let's I'm going to do this, and we're going to go answer do, before I answer the phones. Casey has to do this. Little reset on our mixing console. There it is. Looks like it's up and running. Okay, now. and our Vox Pro went down. Okay, so now you got to go fix that. Yeah, so you you go do that. You okay, do this. I'll, I'll do this. You do that. What is another name for a shadow clock? We will go to uh, Andy in case he's busy, so he's not going to be able to do the Andy no, thing. Can, oh, you can. On, okay, you here we go. Me? Hang on. Andy. Andy. Andy, good morning. Hey, good morning. Did you just flip me no, off? Uh, no, I go, there's two of them. And, you oh, know, yeah. you thought I, I couldn't get one done. I did two. Hang, hang on, Andy. But this, when you go like this, <laughs> yeah. in England? In England, but we're not in England, Jack. Okay. 
He did his hand, the back of his hand facing to me in the number two in England. That's a uh, major insult. I, I couldn't see his hand. I just saw the motion. And yeah. I was like, uh-huh. did he just get pressed F the you. finger? <laughs> all right, Andy, sorry for all the drama. What, Andy! What is another name for a shadow clock? A sundial. A sundial, yeah. Hang on a second. you. Hang on, Andy. We're going to give you a four-pack. VIP tickets for Lincoln Mill Haunted House on Main Street in Manion for this Saturday, October 21st, featuring over 50 live scare actors, production quality sets, props, and special effects. Plus, you can learn more about serial killer Victor Kane's secrets in Manion, and tickets and information are available at LincolnMillHaunt.com. Uh, we've got plenty of stories. We're going to start with this. Alec Baldwin could face criminal charges again regarding the fatal shooting of Rust cinematographer Elena Hutchins. Uh, prosecutors in New Mexico announced yesterday that they are planning to present their case against him to a grand jury in Santa Fe. Uh, Special prosecutors Kerry Morrissey and Jason Lewis said in a statement after extensive investigation over the past several months, additional facts have come to light that we believe show Mr. Baldwin has criminal culpability in the death of Helena Hutchins and the shooting of Joel Souser. So obviously they haven't tipped their hand as to what those things might be. Correct. Uh, They added, we believe the appropriate course of action is to permit a panel of New Mexico citizens to determine from here whether Mr. Baldwin should be held for a criminal trial. Uh, If he were to be convicted, he could face up to eight. 18 months in prison uh, for the charges that they feel are necessary. For supposedly is a recording of Alec Baldwin saying, I really want to kill someone for real. Wow. Yeah. And and that's what they're going to do. Enough gonna, of yeah. this pretend <laughs> stuff. That just came out? Just I, came I, out. I would have released yeah. that a long right, time ago. Right, right. Okay. All right. More from Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, uh, she's continuing to tell all because her memoir is hitting shelves. So she's sharing. She needs to shut up. Um, <laughs> she always needs to shut up. Any, I feel like anytime anything happens, she just goes overboard <laughs> with it. Shut up, woman. Well, she gave a talk at the Perlman Performing Arts Center uh, sharing that she and Will Smith, quote, did some really deep work together after he slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. Uh, She said, when I was sitting at the Oscars, it clicked in. As soon as I was like, oh, snap, you hit Chris, dog. I was like, I'm riding with you. Wow. Wow. She said, I I didn't come into this place as your wife, but I'm leaving here as your wife because we got a storm we're going to have to deal with together. She got turned on. I am not going to leave your side. I mean, that's kind of nice after he did that stupid thing. And then she was like, Did you beat his ass for me? But I mean, she could have been like, We're not even together. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny, though, how some celebrities will start to word things afterwards. They they use a little drama, like, I'm riding with you. I didn't yeah. come into this place as your wife, but I'm leaving here as your wife. Like, Rochelle would be like, oh, he did it. And I was like, oh, great. We have to deal with this yeah, crap right. together like, now. You really- <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're bringing me I'm, down. I'll do it because we're uh, married. Are you effing but- stupid? <laughs> so, are you effing stupid? I'm going to ride with you. I'm going to ride with you. Yeah. Rochelle's my ride or die. Yeah. So, uh, she'll to the night, Wendy. <laughs> we should start talking like that. Uh, she uh, sound very natural <laughs> revealed in her new book, uh, that she and Will you can always be my wingman, Kathy. <laughs> oh. Would you guys say that we're uh, each other's rides or dies? Uh, I think we have a we have a bond where we look out for each other, so I think yes, because I in, will in a say. Way. In 1999, you guys should have fired me. <laughs> like, I swear to you God. You just did two things at once. Yeah, yeah. You stood up and did two things at the same time. You should have been fired. Yeah. You flipped Preston off. You flipped yeah. Preston. But yeah, yeah, you wrote it out, and you're regretting every second of it. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. Listen, we, we all 
how we even got here yeah. over the duration is an amazing thing. So that that's what bonds you. But in this case, with all she's saying so many things that conflict with the previous things she's saying mm. that about the, the, you know they were bereft of any emotion. They were they were divorced except it wasn't on paper since 2016. Now, now she's the, saying the they've been working on it. Oh, come on, you shut know, up, Steve. When I tried to be less cynical about the world and celebrities, yeah. and then I think just come to me. These stories, I know, I know, right? <laughs> you and I should have a powwow. But these stories happen, and the first thought that goes through my brain, my brain is, oh well, she's got a book to sell, and of course she has a book to sell, yeah. so she's out doing this, and she's going to make money all, and we're talking about it. Yeah, and but you know she what? Talk, she's been talking like this before. Yeah. I know, I know. The, the, red, the red table talk, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So if you want to see the most annoying pairing in the world, her, her and her mother. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. when they go off on a topic, but oh, you know what? God. This is helping somebody somewhere. Yeah. All right, so that's a positive way to look at it. Okay, all right. So she revealed in the book uh, that she and Will have been secretly separated since 2016. We talked about that already. Uh, She said in 2016 we both were exhausted, pulling at each other's power struggles, and I had to go and really learn how to love myself before I could even identify what love looked like coming from somebody else. Do you want me? So I think I think this is the diagnosis here. She was madly in love with Tupac Shakur, and um, for whatever reason, never really lost those feelings. Oh, really? And Will Smith was always, well, I mean, get him getting killed probably facilitated, you know. No, 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 but I mean, that, I, but the fact that you think that, that... And I think Will Smith has never been able to deal with knowing that. Oh. Hmm. That's my take. Huh. I don't know. I'm not really Good, sure. Steve. Thank However, you. the book comes out, Wait, so man. maybe that's it. <laughs> One of the revelations uh, from Millie Bobby Brown's recent glamour profile includes that the Stranger Things star once visited a psychic who informed her that she was a feminist. Uh, Brown said she remembered... the worst psychic in the world. (laughs) Searching, how do I know if I'm a feminist? I think you're an accountant. Well, it's on my business card. You're gonna uh, be a a psychic told her she's a feminist. Listen, that's the worst. What's going to happen in a year, guys? She's a child. Uh, she she went on Google at the time she was. Yeah. Uh, so no, she, I said a phlebotomist. She went on Google <laughs> after the session. She went down a rabbit hole, reading articles and books about the idea of feminism and what it means. And she says ultimately, feminism is about opportunity. Uh, fans on social media have been re, uh, re- reveling in this story. One person shared a photo. Of Whoopi Goldberg's character from Ghost with the caption, Millie, you a feminist, girl. Because the original line from the movie is, Molly, you in danger, girl. Oh, that's awesome. Thought I'd share I want that over my fireplace. I think she's getting um, vilified for saying (laughs) that um, she she wasn't saying Stranger Things has been holding her back. She's saying because of the... Of the, of the, it's kept her busy. It's kept her busy. But the big stalls between seasons and sure. things like that yeah. have left her committed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, she, she's an actress that wants to move on and try other things. And doesn't mean she doesn't this. like to right see now, yeah. yeah, exactly. I get it. Yeah. So some people are looking into that too much. Uh, actor Kyle McLaughlin paid tribute to his late Twin Peaks co-star Piper Laurie on Instagram. Uh, Laurie had passed away on Saturday. She was 91 years old. He wrote, it's never easy losing a member of the Twin Peaks family and the passing of Piper Laurie is no different. Uh, she was such a caring presence and incredible force on screen. The vivacious energy she brought uh, to Catherine will live on forever, sending love to her family, friends, and fans. It's interesting, Steve, because so many people have talked about what a sweet, wonderful person she was. <laughs> and she played and one of the most... Carrie's mother, yeah. she was just, just malevolent. That shows you what a great performance yeah. that was. I loved... I remember when that 
the first season of Twin Peaks came on, you'd not seen anything like that on television. And it was, did you watch it, Preston, at the time I did that not, it debuted? No, I know yeah. everybody got into it, but I did not watch it. Yeah, uh, it was awesome. I hear it was wonderful. All right, so you talked about uh, Millie Bobby Brown catching uh, some flack. Well, somebody crossed into um, uh, Taylor Swift territory. Oh, oh in no. a bad way? The Swifties aren't happy. Oh, no. Olivia Wilde is waving a white flag after Swifties slammed the actors for ma- taking a dig at Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's romance. <clears throat> and she told paparazzi as she was in, at an event on Sunday, I meant no harm. Oh, God. Uh, the actress no said, obviously a, <laughs> no mas. It's obviously a comment on how much attention gets paid to stupid things, uh, she added before getting into her I didn't say you vehicle. were stupid. I was saying everything around you yes. was stupid. But she also, I mean, is she in the bad graces of the of the uh, wait the the stylistics of the Harry sure. Styles? What, what do they call the style people? I don't know. Oh. Styles. Do they have a name? They should be. They should call themselves stylists. Okay, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, while I was speaking on the feathers she ruffled last week after reposting a tweet to her Instagram story about the new couple's romance, the tweet, which was not her original, she reposted yeah. it, uh, read, I wish Taylor Swift was in love with a climate scientist. Uh, and it had fans of the songstress up in arms dubbing Wilde a hypocrite and pointing out her own dating history. Uh, so she caught some heat from the Swifties. But uh, I don't know how bad it was, but, you know, also, you can't cross so you, this is the dynamic you have. <laughs> This is sort of a sub-pseudo story, but because the people who report on the stories are looking for anything, it amplifies it. So it sort of feeds the beast. Yeah. You know? Sure. I got a call last night from my cousin who lives uh, on Long Island, and she was like, "Uh, hey. I was like, hi. (laughs) She goes, um... Are any of the Kelseys coming to the camp out? Because I'm going to drive down for it. Oh, my God. Wow. And I was like, she goes, I love both of them. She goes, I love Taylor Swift. She goes, I love Jason and and his wife and his whole family. She's like, I just love everything about those two. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he happens to be there. I'll let you know. The request is always there. (laughs) But Jason, over the last few years, has become very, very busy. He's got a a lot of stuff on his plate. He's still a cool dude. He's a great guy. in the scant second or two, he can respond yeah. to something. You I mean, know, he will. You know what you've seen in the documentary. That's who he is, right? right? Like he's he's just a good guy. Uh, Steve, I'm impressed. I want to bring you guys in here uh, on the Taylor Swift thing, and I got to thank uh, listener Kevin Mason for sending this to me. <laughs> oh, uh, did, all right. So watched you watched it, it yes. as well, and I and I love this, and I and I don't know Marvel <laughs> stuff at all, right? But uh, they're wondering, uh, this TikTok video he sent, uh, this guy is is posing the notion, because Taylor has been photographed with Ryan Reynolds, and uh, what's Ryan's wife's name? Uh, Blake Lively. Blake Lively, and Hugh Jackman, he's like... And why is she hanging out with all these people? And then not only that, but also the director of Deadpool 3, so this person is posing that perhaps... Dazzler. 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 Huh. Dazzler. That maybe Taylor Swift is going to be in Deadpool 3. Uh, interesting. Well, Dazzler is the success of Cats. Yeah, Dazzler is essentially like a Hannah Montana or Jem. Jem would be a better, like, she's a pop star during the day and superhero at night. Okay. Mm. Would you be down with that? I am in, not. In well, I'm not going to say I'm well versed in Dazzler. No, me I'm, neither. Yeah. yeah. I'm familiar with the character, but I don't know her backstory or anything like that. But I mean, the listen, the Marvel Universe could use a little goose right now. Something. They could use a boost yeah. of some type. So they, they just cast somebody.
somebody for the goose. Well, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, he is sharing his love for Robin Williams after the actor was awarded the Robin Williams Legacy of Laughter Award last week. Uh, he wrote on Instagram... I miss Robin Williams, and I'm pretty sure everyone does. Uh, his kids have turned his legacy into a living, breathing love letter for good. And it was a crazy honor to receive the Robin Williams Legacy Award last week at the annual Brain Change Mind Gala in New York City. See what they did there with the Legacy of Laughter? No. LOL. Oh, oh. nice. Uh, he shared photos of himself at the gala. With stars like Glenn Close and Whoopi Goldberg, he wrote, Glenn Close started uh, Bring Change to Mind, whose mission is to end stigma and discrimination surrounding mental illness. Glenn literally saves lives by making space for these conversations, and I love this woman. She has dealt with um, uh, depression issues, uh, Glenn Close. No kidding. Yeah, and um, uh, she's cool. Okay. She cool. Uh, she, she wet. Yeah, she wet. <laughs> <laughs> she was on our show and cursed one time. She did. Remember? Yeah. yeah. She talked about uh, jurors in New York not being yeah. impressed by celebrities. Yeah, <laughs> she was oh, un- they don't give an ass. <laughs> yeah, she was really nice. It was so blatant. Yeah. Uh, in a recent GQ cover profile, Timothy Chalamet revealed what Tom Cruise wrote to him in an email after the pair met on the set of Dune. Uh, he said, he basically said, in old Hollywood, you would be getting uh, dance training and fight training and nobody is going to hold you to that standard today so it's up to you he said uh the email was really a like a war cry said so he, he he's urging him to continue to be to studying these things these physical things he's going to i think timothy chalamet is is um of talent yeah and has that ability to to be one of those classic stars yeah i'm a, I'm a fan as well but i don't think i have much interest in the wonka movie did i you saw, see the trailer i did did, yeah. Too, yeah, I saw another trailer for it last night. Maybe I'm just, um, uh, I don't know, bored of origin stories or whatever, or prequels or whatever this is going to be. I, but this one just, I don't know, it's not floating does my this, boat. Does this have any root in, in uh, anything that... Uh, it's about it's it's where Wonka came from. It's how he became right, who he is. And does I don't it know. have any connection to actual text? I don't, I don't think so. All right, all right. And then uh, I want to mention this because uh, she's been in our studio. She was lovely, uh, Haley Orantia. Oh, love her uh, from the Goldbergs. Uh, she got married to hey. Greg Furman. Uh, the couple had been dating for about six years. They were wed in front of two hundred of their closest friends. Uh, yes, and, Greg and family. <laughs> nice. She um, on Saturday in Malibu. She posted pictures on Instagram and the classic wedding. She looked lovely Aww. photos. And uh, she could not have been sweeter. Uh, she was a doll. Yeah. Uh, during the planning stages of their nuptials, they made a point of expressing their need to have all their favorite people in the world at the ceremony. And for her big day, the Goldberg star wore a Liz Martinez beaded flapper girl gown featuring a detachable chiffon skirt. What do you think of what she's... You can only see profile, Kathy, in this picture, but uh, do you like it? Ooh, pretty. It was allowing her to be able to dance all night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was she ex- able to oh, shake her groove thing? After exchanging the vows, uh, the Arlington, Texas native said that she decided to go with some Something different after wearing so many princess style gowns and dresses to red carpet events over the years. So uh, I thought that was nice. Uh, yeah. She's really sweet. All right. I think we're going to jump right to the clips. Let's do that. In the new thriller, Suitable Flesh, a psychiatrist becomes obsessed with one of her young clients with multiple personalities. In this clip, director Joe Lynch gives some advice. Here we go. Pro tip for all you filmmakers out there, and I'll say this again and again. uh, When in doubt, have a watermelon in your car. Why? Because when you have someone who's getting stabbed, if they're just doing this, it looks like you're mad. 
being a ghost. It's just it's just weird. Like, but if you have something for them to stab yes. into, it creates the friction that you need. I should stop doing that. It's not funny. Okay. Okay. What what's the show? Uh, it's called Suitable Flesh. So it's obviously about a murderer, and he's talking about the uh, the actor's sort of air mm-hmm. stabbing. Yeah. So if you have something uh, to stab into, actually stab into. Yeah. By uh, the way, they use things like watermelons to create the actual sound effect. Yes. Yeah. There's a classic story of uh, Alfred Hitchcock for uh, Psycho. Psycho, and uh, apparently they had all these melons that they brought out there right. and they stabbed different ones and apparently he just pauses and he just goes cassaba oh my god <laughs> and uh they went with that all right psycho <laughs> next clip here we go howdy neighbor the new horror film is about a queer actor living in los angeles that starts to be terrorized and here director allison snyder discusses the challenges of the screen life genre The screen life element was something that in the script, it would just say texts go by saying things like this and that. And and it wasn't always super detailed and particularly with things like live feeds where there's a lot of comments rolling by. That was something where it wasn't until the post-production phase that we really had to kind of world build the online side of things. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, what the, what is screen life genre? Yeah, what? I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Howdy Neighbors in theaters now, by the way. All right, there you go. That's uh, the Entertainment Report for today. We have Crumb Bum Cash winding that down this week. Friday's the last day. Don't miss every single opportunity we give to you. We'll have two in this morning show alone. Our secret text word, tickets to see Joe Gatto's Night of Comedy. That's not till January 19th at the Met. Uh, text word secret to 39333. Uh, we've got a representatives of the Philadelphia Film Festival, which starts tomorrow. We're going to talk to those guys a little bit day- later on. We're going live on Fox Good Day, and we're reveling in a 10 to nothing win yeah, last baby. night by the Pills. Glorious. Yeah. Unbelievable. Absolutely. So we'll have to uh, chat a bit about that and some other things. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a sec. So hang tight. Hello, good citizens. Pierre Robert here. This Saturday night, join me and Jackie Bam Bam, along with Alicia Vitarelli and Bob Kelly. We'll be hosting a tribute to Jerry Blavitt at the Academy of Music on Broad Street. A star-studded evening with Darlene Love, The Intruders, The Happening, Bobby Wilson, The Chantels, and Low Cut Connie. It's going to be a great night, and some tickets remain at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. But wait, there's more. The tribute continues Sunday morning at 7. Tune in to WMMR as Jackie and I pay homage to the boss with the hot sauce. We will co-host the final broadcast from Jerry's home studio. We'll play the very records he loved and shared so passionately over the Philly airwaves and some of our own. Please join us for a very special tribute you won't hear anywhere else. For the Geeter with the Heater, Jerry Blavitt on 93.3 WMMR. Truly everything that rocks. Well, obviously, <laughs> excitement over a 10 to nothing route last night at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, you know, that's just, I mean, <laughs> can you imagine what it's like uh, to be a D-backs uh, fan watching that game, trying to make it through the game at some point, probably just bailing out and just saying, oh, this is this is embarrassing. Well, And now. I think the crowd, too, like it. It gets to them. It gets to the opposing team, oh, and yeah. it, once it started to go, I'm like, they're, they're just falling apart. Uh-huh. Do you have a? Is there a percentage of um, 
compassion. Listen, I felt bad for the pitcher uh, uh, sure. yesterday's or at um, uh, Tuesday's. What's what the hell day is it? Monday's game because I was like, he he just went out there and like right off the bat, I'm like, I feel and he's from the area, and he's from the yeah. area. I was like, I feel a little not that bad, but I was like, I kind of feel a little, little bad because we've all because we've had. Every team yeah. has a similar yeah. situation. I, I just, again, my impression you pointed out earlier that, you know, that your, 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 your quote that you, uh, you love, or that you paraphrase, uh, from the movie. Oh, yeah, from Master from and Commander, Master which Commander. is, though, you know, uh, even, even though, uh, you know, they're they, wounded. They're wounded. It's like a wounded beast, still dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so keep that in mind. I'd rather uh, win going away. I'll take those wins last night. Casey and I were talking about it a little bit this morning when we got in, and it was, it ended up being a little boring at the end. Like, I was like, okay, can we wrap this up? Cause I gotta get. <laughs> bed, uh, but there was a moment in the sixth inning, Preston, where it was, it was 2 nothing. The Phils had had two home runs at that point, the Schwarbers first, and then Trey Turner, and uh, the announcers came back to start the uh, bottom of the sixth, and they said, now, if the Diamondbacks can just hold this lead and keep it 2 nothing, you know, their bats could come alive later in the game, and then the Phils went out and scored for that inning, for the next inning, and then it was a blowout, and, and Schwarber, and like, they, just the run differential is incredible. They are beating the crap out of the Diamondbacks just right now. Just absolutely pummeling them. Yeah. If this were Little League, it would have ended it yeah, been before the game yeah, was yeah. over. Yeah. Ten-run ten rule. And uh, some of the players would be crying as their mothers drove them yeah, home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I know what you mean. Just a smidge of, oh, this is just embarrassing yeah. now. They're, they're, you know what I mean? They're, uh-huh. they're world-class Athletes. Athletes. Yeah. And they, and they, it's just the luck of the. And the, they they destroyed the Dodgers, who yeah, had a yeah. great regular season. Yeah. I mean, in that yeah. series, that wasn't even close. There was like they, it was seven nothing before they blinked again in game one. They had four home runs in in one inning in game three. So the Diamondbacks are a good team. They just have not shown up in this series. Right. And it's hard to play here. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah. and, and they talked, and there was I guess I forget who was mentioning it. Maybe it was one of the uh, one of the players on the uh, the Diamondbacks, or or maybe their their manager or whatever. But said, you know, our Stadium gets loud too. Yeah, that's cute. Really? But my God, just a uh, that's a, that's a you can't send them back with the tail further between their legs than that. I just I can't see this series coming back, and I know no. it's baseball, and I know yeah. anything can happen we'll over the next three games. But I like the, just the way that the Phillies are winning these games, the way that their pitching is dominating and the lineup is dominating. They're just in my mind anyway. They're just a, a far better team. It's pretty nice though having a win at home, yeah. winning yeah. a series at home. You know what I mean? Oh, right. As yeah. much as oh, you yeah, don't yeah. want it to come back here, right. yeah. when it happens uh-huh. at home and and, and the the big party, it's it's gets a little bit different there. You know, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, but especially uh, since there might not be many people in their stands. Well, dude, so okay. yeah, Nick pulled. I have a hard time believing that this is legit. But I, Nick, tell what you found. This is from Vivid Seats, and uh, these are ticket prices available for Game Three, which is tomorrow afternoon. Uh, and at, this is after the Diamondbacks lost both games in here in Philadelphia. Obviously, <laughs> starting at nineteen dollars a ticket in the outfield. Nineteen bucks. I bet just. What? That just blows my mind. Even our regular season tickets, even that cheap? It's a big stadium. It holds nearly 50,000. They do have a pool. So I don't know if you can get to go swimming in that pool in the outfield. But yeah, Steve, and my brothers and I were talking about this last night over text. Like, we expect a lot of Phillies fans there tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow evening's game in part because there are a lot of transplants in, in you know, Southern yeah, California, sure, Arizona. Sure. Stuff. And, yeah. But also because they can afford those tickets. They're much yeah. cheaper in Arizona than they are in Philly. Well, the, 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 yeah, we're, we're just, we're right on it. There's no way they could boost 
I guess they could do anything, but yeah. I mean, this is the ticket price right now. But all right, so and then Frontier Airlines, Nick. I was okay. going to ask. Uh, oh, we okay. should just go. Yeah, we should well, just so, go to the game. So Frontier has this thing, and I don't know how it works, but it's the the it's the fall winter pass. Okay, and so you can fly like unlimited. Huh. For the entire season for two hundred ninety nine dollars. Now ah. there there are some certain stipulations, and I don't necessarily know how. Hold on, Marissa is okay. saying like she, she indicating she knows. I've looked into this pass, so of course um, you have. You can only buy those flights a couple days out. Like they pretty much are filling the flights that are not sold. Gotcha. When you buy those, when you do get it, you still have to pay the taxes. Okay. So you might be paying twenty, thirty, forty, fifty bucks. Um, but they are worth it. Like, and you, it's one of those trips where you have to just travel with a backpack too. So how many people you think not, are gonna? Go do I mean with that ticket I bet, price? I bet you people go a, out. A yeah. load of people, absolutely. I, so I was, um, I went to the stadium when we were out uh, out there this summer, and uh, we saw a Diamondbacks game. And I found it that you talk about winning at home. At least when I was there, the the dome was over, so it was covered because it was 110 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. um, but it just felt like like I almost felt like I was at like. Like a high school game. Yeah, was yeah. it? What didn't feel like the big leagues because it had a roof on. Yeah, it, right? it wasn't yeah. like the uh-huh. big, like at least for us and what I'm used to, the big yeah. ballpark and all these people there. It just right. kind of was a little scaled down. Yeah. I've been really l- lucky to go to a few games this postseason here in Philadelphia, and um, we're able to buy tickets through the job occasionally. They're not cheap, and and so I don't mind spending the money on it. It would be cheaper, Casey, to fly around trip, buy a ticket to go see a game in yeah, Arizona, right. yeah. and then fly back home <laughs> than it is to pay for a ticket. In South Philly right now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's a game to, uh, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. We can't do that because we can't you guys do that are being And then a game on Friday? Yeah, we got nothing uh, on Friday. Evening? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm making pup- <laughs> pumpkin succulents on Friday. Oh. <laughs> oh. I can't do that. Yeah, that's activities. Yeah. Oh, really, the critical thing is us uh, watching the event of the Cora uh, yeah, yeah, that's tomorrow. Tomorrow night. But Kathy's got a fall activity. Fall activity. So. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're, we're going to go to some calls here in just a second. But um, quickly, we also need to find out, and with the resource of this radio station and our radio program, the dude who got tackled on the field last night. No oh. uh, No, no, oh. he's not online. Oh, no. <laughs> that's not him. <laughs> I wouldn't mind finding out who he is or because he got... Nailed. I'd like to talk to the security guard, actually, yes. because dude yes. made what a, a hit. World class sack on this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, and but uh, Barstool Philly posted it, and they called him a streaker. It was his streak. Game. Game. When you're naked, you had all his clothes on. Okay. Uh, but the game was over, and uh, there's footage of this guy just getting freight oh. trained uh, <laughs> by the security guard. <laughs> I love the bullpen's reaction. They're dying laughing. Oh. They're so excited over the win. He's <laughs> laughing so hard. And, uh, and this was a perfect cap for them. I mean, literally falling on the ground they laughing. Are hysterical. Yeah. So I was, I was watching the game, obviously, last night and at home. And, um, you know, it, this is right after the game ended. So the players are leaving the field. And I'm watching, you know, the camera is focused on uh, Harper and Bohm as they're walking off and everybody's sort of heading to the dugout. And I was talking to Steve about this this morning. All of a sudden, you hear the crowd go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then the players look out into the outfield. And, I, I, you know, obviously on, on uh, network TV, on broadcast television, they never show those. So then you go to social media and it's all over social yeah, media last it's, night. It's so funny because that policy has been around for a while now, right? Obviously, yeah, to, to, it makes to sense. dissuade people from doing exactly that and getting on TV. <laughs> Yeah. But um, but yeah, social media's got you covered. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and I wonder, uh, you know, the the dude that that took him out. <laughs> 
Is he a football player? That's what I'm wondering. I mean, that's literally this. He took him, uh, he, he got him right under the armpits. He got his arm around okay. there and took him down and then was able to hold him down. He didn't just, you know, uh, go for his waist or something like that. So he knew what he was doing as far as being able to restrain someone. Oh, they were not playing around. Oh, man. Uh, by the way, uh, Marissa brought me this quote. It's a reporter from uh, ArizonaSports.com uh, talking about uh, the Phillies. He said, uh, the Phillies have the pedigree, the star power, and a lot of facial hair. They look like a beer league <laughs> softball team that will beat you by mercy rule while rallying around the keg in their dugout before challenging That's you to great. a fist fight on your way to <laughs> the parking great. lot. That's very cool. They were having fun last night, man. Mm-hmm. So some listeners are texting in Preston saying that the, the security guard is a guy named Gary. He's from uh, South Jersey. Okay. Oh, Gary? Yeah. Gary? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, his friends of security guard Gary has his own Facebook page. Apparently, what? apparently he's a great dude. All right. Well, well, he's clearly effective. Wouldn't mind talking to Gary because I mean, listen, the fan obviously is just excited and wants to get out there and, and run around a bit, but you can't do that because then it goes. There was a time when you much. had things like Morgana and uh, remember the you know the uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lady. yeah. yeah. right big boob lady and all that stuff and and that was always oh kooky. But now obviously we live in different times. Well, so how often does it happen that like? <sighs> so I was watching over the weekend. I was uh, I was in a restaurant, so the sound wasn't on, but there was a um, uh, I don't know. If it was on ESPN or what, or what, but they were doing it. They were going through past um, uh, World Series, and I saw John Hamm. He's from St. Louis, and they right. were showing the St. Louis Cardinals 1982 win the World Series. And at the end of it, they showed uh, people running onto the field. I mean, like the crowd yes. went onto the field. That really doesn't happen other s- than college. Yeah, that really doesn't college, happen in college. Anymore, right? It'll happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, didn't something recently happen in the world of golf where where a uh, um, um, uh, was it? Well, maybe it wasn't at the Masters, but somebody ran out to kind of high five the the uh, the winner of a of a match. Yeah, but he was also a professional golfer, and he had gotten oh, and he tackled. got tackled. He, got he tackled. was one. Of, he was one of the fellow golfers. That's yeah. right. I forgot about that. Yeah, the high five. I think it was the U.S. Open. Uh, but yeah, think of a, think of you're the security guy, right? Your charges. You see those guys like mm-hmm. the, the, we talked about Taylor Swift earlier. Those guys are like some of those guys are, are uh, you know like Mossad and and uh, special forces. Their heads are on a pivot constantly. Yeah. You have to assess somebody running, and yeah. you got to do what you got to do. Yep. <laughs> All right, this is great. So I'm now a fan of Security uh, Security Guy Gary okay. on Facebook. Okay. Uh, it's a place for all of you Gary fans to post your pics, pics with your favorite security guy from different events uh, you've enjoyed. Him. And uh, obviously, you uh, that video of him tackling <laughs> that guy is just all over the oh stage God. right now. We have Security Guy Gary on the line right now. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. no. God. Not that Gary. Oh. Different, different guy. I hope it's a different Gary. Oh, my God. Gary! Uh, I had to do what I had to do. But it looked like, looking at the video footage, it looked like the fireworks had already gone off. Oh, yeah. There was smoke in the air. And uh, it had to be soon enough. Yeah, pictures are coming out of the bullpen. It was over. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, how was, by the way, any word on how the traffic was last so, night with the three events? I checked um, Jamie Pody on her Twitter account. She left the ballpark at 1230 uh, in the morning and says total gridlock outside the ballpark. So uh, I heard that people went to, that went to the Flyers game 
They got in no problem, and then the people who were at the Flyers game also left no problem because they left when the Phillies game and the soccer match was happening, and so they were able to get out. Right, so right, right. Flyers fans had it easy last night. Phil's fans and soccer fans, I think they had a much tougher time. Wow. Um, I don't know if it was last night or Monday night's game, but there was a kid in the stands that was holding up a sign that said, Hi, Jamie Apote, yes. your hubby is my teacher. That was oh, really? <laughs> or last night's game. It was, it was yeah, or at least you posted it yesterday. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. I, uh... You know, I was—I I just kept checking my Waze app just to see if I were going to the game tonight, yeah, how right. long would it take me to get there? And um, normally with like no traffic, half hour. It was only like 51 minutes. That's you not know, bad. E- no, 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 not uh, bad at all. Yeah. Well, I, I have friends that went to the game last night and they sat, once they got into the area, they sat for 45 minutes before mm. they could even get somewhere to, to park. Okay. Um, uh. so, so it got bad. As it got obviously closer to game time, it got real bad. I wonder who has it the worst. Like, which area has it the worst getting to those stadiums? Is it the people coming from Delaware and Delco? Is it the people coming from Jersey? Is it the people coming from, like, the Northeast? That's a good question. If you think of the layout, Right. Like, if you were to take... Why, would I, why do I think Jersey might have it harder? Well, but I, case, I that, that 45 minutes, um, that was once they once got, got there. down there. And so, yeah. for, for me, when, when I come from Delco, uh, you really have to make a decision right when you get around the airport, right? Because you can either go yeah. over the, the Gerard Point Bridge yeah. or you can go over the Platte Bridge. Right. And sometimes it's, you know, uh, six of one, half dozen of the other. It, it doesn't really matter. And then other times it's like, <laughs> you know, you've made the decision to go on Platte and you see all the traffic just cruising on, on the Gerard Point it's Bridge. It's a decision. It sucks. It it really sucks, but um, and then I've run into the issue where Broad Street exit was closed on the Drawer Point Bridge, and now you're screwed. Really? Yes. They okay. do, but they they do that on, on Eagles game on purpose, days. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. to make things worse. To, yeah. yeah, they just want to make it worse. Yeah, my decision is when I leave my house. This so I take this decision. So I take the blue route or the school call. Yeah, me too. And it's like I'll, I'll, I'll check knows. ways, and there are times where even though it will say take the school call, I'm like, but I hate driving on that. <laughs> Same, I would prefer so to drive on the blue route. Take the extra time and and drive the blue route. You know what I, I mean? Ca- yep, I agree. Yeah. What, the, the, the question is, which one do you prefer to be in stop and go traffic? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. That's the, blue route. but yeah, the yeah. thing with the school is like it will say take it'll it'll get you there a few minutes faster, but in you know the drop of a dime, and you're sitting now yeah. for an extra an hour yeah. on the school call. Oh, and then it'll. T- Tell you. Oh, by the way, get off at Kelly Drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Away. Sure. It's like, oh, it'll save you 30 seconds. Yeah. Marissa? Casey, I can only compare this to uh, Eagles games, but I think the worst traffic in the stadium for a sold-out game is if you get caught in that section of Broad Street where you are parallel to the Wells Fargo Center and FDR Park. So if you are going, um, if you're going south on Broad Street, you can't go past the Wells Fargo Center anymore. You have to do the loop and then go into the northbound side of Broad Street. If you're coming off of 676 or, seven, or 95, you have to get stuck in that traffic. If you're coming off 676, what about- 95, so it's pretty much five lanes of traffic. Yeah. And then if the people coming off 95 are trying to get into the Wells Fargo Center, they're going across four lanes of traffic. It's just, it's gridlock between that stretch. I literally by the last Eagles game sat in that for 40 Nine minutes. Oh my God! And would it, would it make sense stretch. to keep going all the way down to the Navy Yard and hang a U-turn? That's there? what I do. No, but then you get stuck into it, so you're actually further back. You know how there's yeah. that one little U-turn right by FDR. Yeah. If you go all the way to the Navy Yard and then come out, you're like 20 cars back. 
Yeah. That is it is really super poorly mess. designed. Yes. That, that 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 little Yui they make you do. If um, it is possible to not cross Patterson, that's my recommendation. <laughs> okay, uh, hang on. I'm going to go to uh, Barry, who's on the line. Uh, you can do Gary if you want. Oh, it's I, I, we don't have it. Yeah, hang on. Oh, Gary! It substitutes for Barry. What? More? I got another one. Fuck you, Larry. Okay. <laughs> hey, Barry. What's up, man? Oh wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Now I got you. What's up, Barry? Hi, Grandmom. Hi, Grandmom. What can we do you for, buddy? Hi, Grandmom. I've lived all over the the area, all right? I'm going to tell you who has the worst commute to to the games. It's the people that live on the Monco Bucks line. They don't live close enough to 95 to shoot down there, and you got to take 76, and 476 really isn't a good idea. Um, 76 is the absolute worst. There's no beating around the bush. You Mm -hmm. cut down through the city, you're making your commute. You know, twice as long. True. So that's what I think. I think that's the people that it's just on the Monco Bucks line. Yeah, you're talking about me. That's uh, I'm out that way. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> when you're when you're leaving anything, and a lot of the things that we do, the thing we're doing tomorrow night is in the city. Oh, so <laughs> just to prepare. Uh, an hour and a half. Yeah. I will. I will plan. Yeah, because yeah. you never know what you're going to run into, and it's it's just it's just what you know. I like living in the area I live yeah, in, but yeah. that's the price you pay. Yeah, you know. Unfortunately, I mean, well, listen, baseball, baby. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. thanks, Barry. Appreciate I figured what it was going on the the barbecue going across. It was the first time I was ever in bumper to bumper traffic on the Ben Franklin Bridge. On the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the bridge. What in the f? The bridges can get bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me go next to Mike. Yo, Mike, good morning, bud. Yeah, Juice, guys. How's Hi, Mike. Yeah, bud, it's good. What's up? I'm coming from Doylestown, and you guys from Delco, Montgomery <laughs> County, Preston, you might, I mean, you're up in Sonnerton. Yep. I have to make a choice, and usually it's wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, what are your choices? <laughs> well, 95, I get, I get to come from Doylestown, so I got to get to the turnpike, or I got to get to 95. So yep. getting to the turnpike could take 40 minutes, could take 15 minutes. Then when I get on the turnpike, I got to d- decide whether I want to go east or west. Right. So, And either way I go... Usually, I have to go east and go over to Bur- over to Turnpike Bridge down to ninety five. That might help. Or if I you know, make a decision, oh, I don't want to go in New Jersey. I'll take uh, I'll go west and get off of four seventy six, and then it's the decision whether I want to go all the way down four seventy six <laughs> or because the Schuylkill is always no matter what the Schuylkill horrific. It could be Sunday morning at nine o'clock. It could be Her- backed up. Horrific. Yeah, so. I will find myself actually now because we are in Mount Airy. We used to be in Maniunk. Thanks, Mike. Where I default to to the Schuylkill. Mm-hmm. I now default to three hundred nine. Yeah. And I will just get on the turnpike. I'd rather just have the linear. I don't care. Uh, and then attack everything north of, you know, uh, uh, from that way back because it just, it is, a, it, you, it, you break it down to the actual visceral driving experience. Yeah. And if, I, if I'm going to be in hell, I prefer to be in not, you know, um, traffic lights and, and turns and just, Stay linear yeah. as much as you can. I uh, I think I used to live in the best spot uh, when I lived uh, near like Ridley, and uh, yeah, because I would just shoot down four twenty and I'd be on ninety five just south of the airport. And getting in, you know, to the stadiums and home from the stadiums wasn't that big of a deal. It's a little bit tougher now in Broomall, but it's still like I- I'm not I'm not going to complain. Because, did, you, did you look in Rutledge? Uh, I did, <laughs> but the taxes and and how about the reverse of it? What if you live in South Philly around the stadium and yeah, that's a good question. whatever reason? you need to get out 
Yeah. Oh, when oh, when yeah. stuff is going on. That's got to be a royal pain I think they ass. know how to plan accordingly. I guess you so. Know? <laughs> well, but things might pop up, you know, where it's like, oh, yeah. And Even if you know how to a plan. game and a concert that night, and I've got to, you know. So what if you, like, take the reverse situation. They know there's going to be a game, and they have to get to something. that Do they have to tack on an hour and a half, you know, in preparation for. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Or like, when yeah. they're coming back home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's at game time, and, you know, it's got to, that's got to be a pain in the ass. But then again, of course, you can walk to the games. <laughs> yeah. Pretty nice as well. Uh, hang on a second. Let's go to Tina. Hi, Tina. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah, it is. What's up, Tina? Well, let me tell you about the traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a porn time. You, you, went, you went to the game last night, right? Yeah. All right. I, went, I live in Lampertville, New Jersey. Okay. So, when you talk about the Bucks and Monco not being close, Lampertville is just not close. Yeah. So, it's crazy. You need to wear a diaper where <laughs> I live to go anywhere in the village. You're like almost like an astronaut. So, <laughs> Tina, you have... Um a few different roads in New Jersey to choose, and then you also have like three different bridges that you could choose. Which bridge do you usually go with? Well, I try and avoid all the bridges <laughs> because I can get on a 95 or 295, they call it now. And um, so I really avoid all the bridges. I stay on 95 like an idiot. <laughs> and um, every now and then when I want to turn off, to maybe, you know, take a different way. I changed my mind because I could see the traffic and I'm just going to put myself in the... The nightmare. Yeah, yeah. because so. like, it seems to me like, you know, coming over the Walt Whitman Bridge from New Jersey <laughs> isn't that bad because you have a few different uh, things to choose from. I mean, it, it dumps you right there at the stadiums. Right. So it just depends on, like, how far you want to walk, especially for, like, a baseball game because Citizens Bank Park is right there. Now, Wells Fargo Center and Lincoln Financial Field a little bit further away from, from Walt Whitman. It makes it a little bit tougher because then you, you're on those roads with the, with the lights and stuff. So, Tina, how long to get there and how long to get back last night? Like two and a half hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> to get... Two hours, 15 minutes going and then two and a half hours to get home. Wow. And, you know, like, <laughs> Worth don't it. drink after. <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh, my God. Wait till Thursday. Wait till Thursday, and you're watching from home, or if you're lucky enough to go out west. But yeah, well, yeah, the flight back will be a shorter commute. Yeah, the yeah. flight. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Tina. Appreciate it. Two and a half hours. Yeah. Oh man. I like the idea that somebody had yesterday of, of bringing uh, bringing a cooler with some sandwiches and water. Yeah. yeah. You sober up and just hang out and uh, get some sustenance in yeah, your body. What if you have like, what, what, what do you have uh, one of those, like the, uh, the, the, the Tesla, the new, uh, the, the, um, the uh, the new SUV that the, the high tech one that has basically it's basically converts a self to, to like a, a mini camper in the back. Ooh. You oh. know the one the, the one that Elon Musk threw a rocket the window to prove oh, how shattered it wasn't. I didn't know it had a camper. In the yeah. Subaru makes one where you can put the tent on top of the damn they, thing. Just, yeah. That's right? what you need. Just do that. Yeah. So there was a guy behind home plate the last two nights who he's also one of those guys at the Sixers games. He is uh, he's a courtside guy. One of the uh, lawyers. One of the lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
he's got like the long, like yeah, silver yeah. hair. I forget that guy's name, but he was at the game last night. I was thinking about him last night, uh, just because he's there, right? And and he's there the whole time. And I was like, is he the dude in that commercial for the the, the medical lawyers? I don't remember. Okay. I don't know. But uh, I, think I it's was like Klein. Klein. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I was wondering dude, yeah. if this guy has his own driver. Like, if all he has to do yes. is walk out of the park. Absolutely. There's Casey. a guy waiting for him at Broad and Patterson, and boing. Yeah. He's gone. One of the most. I, I have a friend who is very successful, and we went to uh, the series game last year. Yeah. And we had a driver. Okay. And it was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. So where did you meet them at? Like, I assume that they kind of like, you got to walk to them. Yeah, maybe maybe walk a yeah, it wasn't far. quarter of a mile, maybe. I, we had a driver, so I was pretty lit up, and I don't remember exactly <laughs> where we went to. I love you. Uh, I love you, man. It was outside somewhere. No, I love you being wealthy. But he, uh, yeah, he picked us up. It might have been over by the, um, on, um, on Patterson, right by where the the, 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 the subway station is. Okay. Oh, right there. Yeah. Okay. Like we'll, we'll just you know we'll meet you there, and he just drove up, picked us up, boom, we were gone. I don't know if that's a standard pickup spot or not for like Ubers, but uh, yeah, he, we met him there. There is an Uber lot, is there not? Yeah, Lot T right next to the subway station is now an Uber lot, um, which means I think that they've kind of turned. Well, not anymore because that's where the um, per, uh, the carnival is. But Citizens Bank Way used to kind of be all the private cars would hang out there. Casey, it's also if you. Park near where your seats are, and you can exit right to your car. Mm-hmm. That also saves you ten or fifteen minutes walking through the stadium. Yep. If you're on the other side, I don't think a lot of people took advantage of parking in the city last night and doing the train, and taking the subway. I was, I had that uh, um, appearance last night. I did a screening, which was, you know, huge crowd, huge. Oh yeah, crowd. So excited. <laughs> um, but the lessons in chemistry. I, I sat with the cast last okay. night, and so I went and met some friends to watch the game afterwards. And guys, I felt so bad for every restaurant. The city. The city was a ghost town. A ghost town. So, yeah, no kidding. Obviously, yeah. 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 So uh, anybody who did not go out, you know, this week, support your local restaurant. They said that weekend. a lot of people had purchased a peanuts and cracker jacks and, and didn't care if they ever got back. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, they're all at the sports bars. If, they, oh if you got God. multiple TVs, those bars were packed. Kath, even I mean, some of the sports bars were, but like, I mean, I was just watching like servers just sitting there like watching the game at their own bar. It was uh, just having having fun, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> Is the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Uh, Marissa, back yeah. in, in 2000 when the uh, Sixers had their run to the NBA Finals, I had an event at a club called Chrome. It's not there anymore, but it was on Dollar Avenue. I remember Chrome. It was a Thursday night gig, and I was like, dude, and it might have been the finals. It, it was either the Eastern Conference Finals or the Finals Finals, and I was like, why are you guys having me out there? There's going to be nobody there, and I went, and there was literally, uh, other than the workers, nobody came, <laughs> and I never got paid. I was like, guys, it's not my fault. Win-win. Win-win. <laughs> well, I do want to thank the people that did come out last yeah. night. No, that's yeah. cool. Including yeah. the executive producer's mm. mom. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, anyhow, uh, it's exciting stuff. Uh, yeah. there's, there's a lot to talk about. Um, uh, and we need to talk to Gary, the security guard. Yes. Gary, yes. the security guard. To him. But uh, that was... An embarrassing route last night. And, you know, I mean, so much so you're like, oh, my God, we got to cut these guys to slack. <laughs> slack. Give it's me a terrible. Favorite. Of course trip, we don't. Trip while you're running around the base. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, it's a beautiful place to be in, in this position. It's wonderful. Uh, we do need to take a break because even more beautiful than that would be you winning $1,000. We have the crumb bum cash when we return along with the bizarre file. So stay with us. We'll be right back. 
What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we got a little bit of time to play with before they come on board, maybe a minute, minute and a half or something like that. Uh, Kathy, you mentioned your uh, fall activities. You're yes. doing a uh, succulents pumpkin party uh, yes. coming up. So there's uh, fall activities. today's the 18th, so there's still a few activities that people oh. can participate in. Yes, there's plenty that people can participate in. And I want to say the last, like, three Saturdays, we've had rain. So, yes. Uh, and, and there might be some this weekend, but you can, whatever day is nice, Friday, uh, Sunday, but places like Hortalus Farm and, you know, some of the other farms in the area, they're, you know, they're always, their big day is on Saturday. So uh, make sure you try to get out if you, if you want to take part in, uh, in that. Uh, and then there's a couple of things, um, you know, that you can also, you can do if it is raining. Okay. So you can just go to PrestonandSteve.com. We got the list of all the activities that are right there. Uh, sponsored by Acme Markets, of course. Love them. Part of our Head Start program for the Camp Out for Hunger as well, where you can go ahead and donate now at the register. So make a purchase at Acme and then hit that donate button. We would appreciate it leading into the Camp Out for Hunger. We got about five seconds and we should be hearing some music and that will mean that we are about to do TV time on Fox Good Day. Hey. When you're feeling kind of hungry at work, what would be a go-to snack for you guys? Steve, let's start with you. Well, I'm really not the person to go to because I don't really snack during the morning, but I'm, surround, I'm surrounded by snackers. So, yeah, yeah uh, Preston and, and uh, Nick and Kyle and Casey, uh, there's a, not Kathy as much, right? I mean, I have something in the morning, but, yeah, I, don't, I try not to snack throughout the morning. I'm very regimented. At 7.45, I have an apple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I need a I need a I, I'm uh, I need a routine and that is my routine so I have that every day. That's uh, my little snack. I know we can hear it. it Shut up. Anything? <laughs> Kathy hates uh, Kathy so hates food that you can it. hear yes. people eat. <laughs> yeah, she hates the sound of people eating. And she sits next to Nick who who is a snacker. And the in fairness, Preston is what disgusting you... with his apple. So <laughs> Well, Nick, what do you snack on? Uh, whatever food is presented in front of me. <laughs> anything, anything and everything. Cardboard boxes, chicken wings, whatever. You do apple, pretzel. Um, banana. Banana. I, yeah, I'm like Preston. I do have a routine. So, yeah, I, I start with a soft pretzel and then ha- I have my apple slices. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're lucky enough to have food uh, dropped off here from time to time. And then so. it, it ends with a full turkey leg. Oh, whatever, I, yeah, if it's I, there. Uh, <laughs> I ate. You guys love your apples. Yeah, yeah it's very healthy. Apple a day. Yeah. What do you guys snack on? What about Casey? Um, I don't really. I mean, it's not snacking. It's my breakfast. I and I'm regimented at about seven ten, seven fifteen. I have my protein bar. Yeah, and that's kind of. I call it a baby Ruth, and that's kind of all I eat every now and then. If there is food laying around, I might go snack on something. But yeah, no, I have my my peanut butter crunch core bar. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Oh, wow, you guys are good. Yeah. Mike doesn't eat a... Th- well, no, Mike sometimes will get a muffin. It depends on the day. Right. It's not every day. He takes one bite of it, mushes it up, and then that's it. What? Yeah. What about you? Only one bite. Alex, what do you eat? Well, I eat a lot. So I'm a lot more than him. So far today, I've had some bacon, an egg, yogurt. Wait, wait a second. Did you keep, like, bacon in the drawer of your yeah. desk? <laughs> No, um, I, I put it in a little baggie uh, from home. Wow. <laughs> she has a, a hot plate here on the internet. <laughs> but you really oh, should. You guys don't eat. You should see. Preston is, I think, the, uh, the most regimented. He yeah. does his, you know, his, he's got his morning routine. And then as soon as the show is over, he goes and gets his bento box. I have a little bento box <laughs> with my lunch that I bring from home. Oh yes. My God. We used to, oh, we all, he and I used to eat meatballs at like. <laughs> For breakfast. Yeah, about. Sure. Well, listen, we will, but uh, we were eating tamales yesterday. Remember, yeah, yeah. Foxy Lady Chef brought those by, so we'll eat weird stuff. In it's the weird. Morning. Yeah. We're like you guys, too. We have a lot of food that comes into this. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard to say no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Completely. Uh, yeah. So I blowed up on that. We mm-hmm. had pasta sushi yesterday for That's breakfast. Right. Wow. Oh, we need, we need to eat your yeah. style. Yeah, we, well, we had good food it yesterday. Was. Yep. Delish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys. Thanks, guys. Go Thank you, guys. Go, Fells. We'll see you. All right. Oh, it's, uh, it's 801. Oh. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. That word would be one. O-N-E. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways to do that. Enter it at WMMR.com via the MMR app or via text to the special contest short code number that is set up. And that number is 45911. One random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. And each winner gets a call from Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by Horizon Services. So, again, the word to enter now is 1-O-N-E. Do it and good luck to you. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by Helium Comedy Club. Bringing the laughs to Philly for many years. Helium Comedy has the best comics of today and tomorrow live every week. And tickets and lineup at heliumcomedy.com. Well, here's another one of these. An easy jet flight was canceled and its passengers made to disembark. Because someone on board the aircraft, on the aircraft, apparently defecated. Oh, this time, though, they made it to the bathroom. They just crapped on the floor. Oh, well, the, 
that seems ridiculous. Yeah, the last time they didn't even make it to the bathroom. Yeah, it was right up uh, down the middle aisle. The flight on Sunday evening from the Spanish island of uh, Tenerife uh, to London Gatwick had already been delayed by several hours. Uh, Aran Gedu, a passenger on board, told CNN the flight had already run into trouble pre-departure when scheduled. The plane was switched out for a smaller aircraft, meaning some customers were turned away at boarding. Those who made it on board two hours after the scheduled departure then had to wait on the ground for more than an hour while the bags were offloaded because the aircraft was being overweight. All right. As the uh, delay extended, the atmosphere on the packed flight was characterized by suspense and anger, Gedu said. He said EasyJet planes as they are just aren't very comfortable. It's a basic seat with okay-ish legroom so everybody was a bit tense and then the pilot finally gave the all clear. When your shell is okay-ish legroom. And he said that it will be about 20 minutes until departure and that's when the incident happened with the defecation. <laughs> Gadu wow. said that his seat, he was uh, seated in the middle of the aircraft but saw two passengers visit the front uh, airplane bathroom then word spread that someone had defecated on the bathroom floor. Have you heard? He said an unpleasant smell followed. No one was happy about the situation, said Gadu, <laughs> but he says most believe the incident was an accident. Yeah. Uh, he said everyone was being polite to each other. There was no fighting amongst the passengers. Uh, so they had to get uh, external cleaners out from the airport to clean it. So that's when the stairs reconnected and the cleaners came on to deep clean the flooring. Why, why didn't the passengers just pitch in and clean it up? Passengers remained in their seats during the cleaning process afterward. The captain of the aircraft told the plane's occupants they would have to disembark and an announcement captured on video by another passenger. I just, just want to let you know that I'm retiring right now <laughs> and I will never fly again. It was another 30 minutes before passengers deplaned. According to Gedu, he said that he uh, was put up in a hotel for uh, overnight. Uh, it was about a 45 minute drive from the airport for <laughs> a specially scheduled rescue flight the following day. So what are all these stories indicating? Is it indicating that it's taking too long to actually get into the air? Or, because you've had a number of crapping in yeah. the aircraft stories. Not really sure. It was due to feces thrown all over the walls. Somebody from the FAA. All right, a North Carolina family is upset after their loved one's body was mistaken for a Halloween decoration oh, and no. left outside uh, for days. Oh that God. looks real. It happens. Well done. From time to time. Yeah. Robert Owen's body was found in uh, China Grove. Uh, his family yeah, discovered that a lawn care worker mowed around his near-naked body thinking that it was a prop. A day later, someone else made the gruesome discovery. I have to ask, where did you get that? It looks fantastic. Owen's sister, Haley Shu, said, uh, don't know how you can do that. Ma, uh, mow right beside someone and assume that they're a Halloween decoration at a house that no one lives at. Well, whether it's a body or a Halloween decoration, you don't mow over it. Uh, the last time the family saw Owen's was they didn't mow over it, they mowed around it. Yeah, oh. That's uh, what I do. Yeah, so uh, they saw, yeah, you're right. So you don't, you're not going to mow over over it, right? No. So uh, they saw Owens on Sunday, October 1st, and it wasn't until a week later that police found him oh down God. a long driveway. It looks even better today. Uh, he had little clothing on and was face down in the grass outside of a home that the family says has been empty for quite some time. She said, my grandmother has lived off of that road for 40 plus years, Jeez. and he's never been to this house. He's never known this house this far off the road. He's never been back here. He's never been known to come here. I think the lesson is if you're dying on your front lawn around Halloween, crawl inside if you can. Yeah. Uh, police told his sister and mother that the 34-year-old had not been shot. They had to, uh, to gather the rest from a construction worker on the property. She said a construction worker told us that he had cuts and scrapes on his arms like defensive wounds. Mm. Uh, his family admits Owen uh, was known to take drugs. Uh, they say, however, that doesn't yet explain how he ended up where he did. Police don't suspect foul play but are still investigating his death. Pretty horrible. 
Detectives are investigating, speaking of horrible, uh, after a badly decomposed body was found aboard a train that delivered corn to a Tyson plant in southwest Arkansas on Monday. The train arrived before dawn at the company's facility. Employees were unloading the shipment of corn on a train car around 4.20 a.m. when they appeared to be see a human arm that was spotted oh. in an unloading chute beneath the car. Jeez. Sheriff's office was immediately called to the scene. Upon arrival, deputies opened the top of the grain car and found a human body wedged in the bottom of the empty car. Oh. After being unable to retrieve the body, they called in a wrecker service for assistance. Uh, they gained access through the top of the car by lowering a cable through the car and moving a piece of metal out of the way. Police were able to remove the body, which was described as that of an adult male of an unknown age. His, ba- his body was badly decomposed, according to those who were at the scene. No identification was discovered. Uh, Tyson has not, issued a sta- has not yet issued a statement on the discovery of the man's body by its employees. So the coroner is going to conduct an autopsy to determine the cause of death and try to identify this uh, Fun person. fact, I love the Tyson meatless chicken uh, nuggets. They're That's awesome. a fun yeah. fact. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, a man has gone viral for saving his dog from a kangaroo. Yes. Video footage. I saw this footage. Shows a kangaroo holding a dog's head just above the water of an Australian river. Uh, the owner rushes out, demanding the kangaroo let his dog go. Moments later, the kangaroo lunges at the man, and the video goes black as the phone was presumably dropped into the water. When the phone reemerges, the dog is free, and the man is backing away from the kangaroo. <laughs> I'm beginning to think that kangaroos are bastards. Uh, some commenters said they too would fight a kangaroo for their dog. Others were confused. Uh, Letty Angela said, So, do kangaroos eat dogs? Or why is he trying to choke it? While kangaroos are typically docile, confronting them is not recommended. Yeah, I think they're known uh, to some people to be real pests. Yeah. You know, I so. mean, there's a load of footage of them in a, in a couple of cases. Now, mind you, I understand if the, the kangaroo's been frightened by a dog. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, there's a couple of cases of videos of people being attacked by kangaroos. Yeah. And muscular ones. Muscular I know. Jacked they kangaroos. Look jacked, they look jacked up, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like they're in a pose off or yeah. something. Yeah. And that is what I have in the bizarre file. All right, it is 8.09. You got a handful of minutes left until 15 minutes after the hour to enter the word one, O-N-E. It's on you now, so make sure that you do that. This is your chance to win $1,000 with MMR's Crumb Bum Cash, and we're wrapping it up this week. So the word again is one, O-N-E. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment, so stay with us. Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Your donations are needed to make this year's Camp Out a success and help families struggling with food insecurity. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme throughout October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes to local hunger organizations like Phil Abundance to provide a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp out for hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Quickly, uh, I'm going to do a couple of shout outs and a quick butt plug. Uh, these are short. This one is, uh, it says, hi, Kenny. Uh, <laughs> can I get a shout out for my son, Jack, who will be 35. He's an amazing dad, brother, and son, and he is one of the kindest people I know. Love you. And she signed it, 
Julie Jerkoff. Julie Jerkoff, the new uh, name. But her actual name is Kathy Brucker. So, uh, Julie Jerkoff. Forgive me, Kirkoff. So this is for Jack. It's a shout out to Jack. And then a shout out. Uh, it says, hey, good morning at Preston. Wanted email a request. Shout out my beautiful wife uh, for her 40th birthday on the 25th. She's a wonderful mom. Uh, to her two boys and caring and loving wife to me. Every time I mention something new to her, her follow-up question is, did you hear that on Preston's statement? <laughs> uh, he did not mention her name here, but his name, it says, love you guys. That's from Nish, uh, who is, uh, his full name is uh, Nishid Nai. All right. So uh, Nish's wife. Nish's wi- wife of Nish. Yes, wife of Nish is a shark. And by the way, the, the name Nish made me think of Nooch. Yeah. yeah, keep, keep it, it in neutral. Where did that come from? I, I said keep it in neutral is what I meant to say. You know, just kind of be cool, chill. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, yeah. and I said, you know, just keep it in neutral. <laughs> I have to whatever pet we get next have to name oh, neutral. Well, great name. Before be we do that, name? the next T-shirt that we keep offer in the keep, keep it in neutral is an obvious. I agree. N e u t. No, no, I, I, I like N O O C H. Okay, phonetically. Okay, I think because it would be, I think it would be mispronounced. I think, what is nuch? You're right, right. You know what I mean. So I think nooch phonetically would be kind of fun. So keep it in nooch. I like nooch as like a nickname for somebody. Totally, like nooch. The nooch. It could be the noocher. Yeah, the noocher. All right, and then the final thing, this is a butt plug. Uh, this is from uh, Joe Bupp, and he says, hey, I was wondering if he said, hey, Presbo, good morning to see you. <laughs> I was wondering if we could get a butt plug for the annual Huntington Huntington's Disease Walk. It's this Sunday, October 22nd at the League Island Park at the Navy Yard. Registration at 9 a.m. Walk begins at 10. Now, he doesn't leave me a, pl- uh, a link or anything like that, but he does say Huntington's is a horrible rare disease. It's like having ALS, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's oh simultaneously. God. Yeah, I had a friend who passed away oh, from it. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, um, it, yeah, it was my uh, brother and sister-in-law's neighbor. Uh, his wife passed away from it. Uh, he did uh, include a, a link for uh, the HDSA and it is uh, easternpa.hdsa.org if you want to help out uh, this weekend. That would be great. And Sunday's looking like partly mm-hmm. cloudy and 58, a little bit cool, but no rain yeah. in the forecast, so it should work out all right. All right. Uh, uh, yes, Case. Uh, oh, we got a call. Yeah, Hang on a second. Call, let me yeah. go. Let me see what's up with Ron. Yo, Ron. Morning, buddy. Morning. How's it going? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing a lot better. And why is that? Uh, I just won $1,000. Oh. That's it. Crumb bum cash. We're in the final steps of this promotion. And it's like we're printing money. And it's like we're in and we're giving it right to you. So, uh, Ron, where are you from, buddy? I'm in Marlton, New Jersey. In Marlton, New Jersey. Outstanding. What do you do? What's uh, what's uh, are you uh, at work this morning? Or you got the day off. Uh, um, I'm always at work. I work from home. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Nice. All right. Well, a uh, thousand bucks, that'll do you good, right? Absolutely. All right, buddy. Well, keep it in nooch, and thanks for listening. <laughs> always will. Thank All right. I love it. Let's hear it for him, Ron. Yay! You're going to have a hell of a story on that one. Our winner. Uh, so we have another shot coming up at 10 a.m., so get yourself up that day. You are going to have a hell of a story with that. Absolutely. <laughs> You're going to have a hell of a story. Um, speaking of uh, a story, I wanted to, to touch real quickly. We were talking about uh, the Phils and, uh, and that ridiculous route last night and the fact that they're headed to Arizona, um, Nick pulled up the uh, the ticket prices are as low as $19, okay? 
and we were talking about catching flights in case you wanted yeah. to do that. And and that would that's what made me think about this story that I had set aside. Um, because Casey, you and I were talking not that long ago about purchasing airline tickets and waiting for specific days when supposedly the prices are a little bit cheaper. Yeah, because I just took my daughter to uh, Michigan on a college tour, and we had been uh, going through flights and stuff like that. And my wife was kicking herself for not buying the tickets when she initially saw them because the prices just kept going up and up and up and up. So this article I thought was kind of interesting because I heard like on Tuesday is the day you want to buy. I've always Tuesday heard that. Morning, yeah. Tuesday morning is, right. is the is, is that in fact the case? Well, this says uh, uh, that we all have a search for cheap travel deals. A recent study from the Berkeley Haas School of Business suggests that these hacks don't really exist. I, I was just going to say, I don't, anytime I've ever checked, because I'll, I'll read about all of them, it never is the no, case. No, I, I Every time that I go to buy tickets, I'm just, um, uh, I'm sticker shocked by how much it is. I've never seen a ticket price, uh, an airline ticket drop after I've purchased it. Right. Uh, they, so there's a case, my wife has a, uh, a trip planned in January or February. Um, the tickets were purchased well out in advance. And I think that the, the price since the time she purchased it, she's traveling with someone else, increased 10 Times. That's insane. Ten I mean, times the price of And the, we're still a few months away right, from yeah, and they And they purchased, the, so they got the deal. Yeah. They got the lowest of the low, but I mean, ten times. I just don't understand how, uh, you know, you could be on a flight and the person next to you could have spent $200 more yeah. for their yeah. ticket or yeah. the other way around. Yeah. And you're in fair. the same row. <laughs> same. I, don't, I don't understand. You know what they say? This is a good, a good sort of hack. Take a dump in the aisle. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. I'm curious about uh, using miles and why sometimes it's more effective than others. Because I have an American Airlines uh, credit card, and I use it all yeah. almost exclusively. Claire does as well. Okay, and and so, Steve, I've racked up a lot of miles, and I'm uh, already thinking about travel for Any next Any idea summer. how many you have? Uh, I've saved for the last few years, and I just passed the 100,000 mile wow. mile. okay. So, here's... So you get a one-way ticket. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Kathy, Kathy, I was looking at flights you know. uh, end of July 2024, and... Um, um, they were already like in the sixty thousand range, yeah. and and then I was thinking, well, and then so I, I passed that number press, and I was like, oh, maybe I can treat myself. Maybe I'll do first class or whatever. No, no, that well, starts at one ten. Nick, though, did you uh. did you try? If you try different days of the week, it will some of them will drop. So like if you okay. left on a Friday as opposed to a Saturday, it might be fifty thousand instead of sixty. 000. So let me ask a question then. When you're flying and they're saying, uh, and I see it all the time, or you hear it all the time, you're sitting there. I'm, I'm trying to tune out. Thank you for our preferred customers today, right. you'll get an additional 30,000 something or other. Um, that's usually if you sign up that's while only you're... for the sign up. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so the reason that uh, these hacks may not work, it says this could be due to the fact that airline prices are not directly impacted by consumer preferences. Airlines do not consider customer uh, tendency to pick a cheaper, less convenient you get flight. get what you get and you like it. Or factor in competitor pricing. Mm. Uh, so according to the study author, they said, what I can say is this, that prices do go up significantly 21, 14, and seven days before a flight. So okay. just buy your ticket before then. Okay. So, 
Uh, uh, I always try to be at least a month in advance. Yeah, uh, as and, do I. And, and more so whenever possible. I flew out to Detroit on Spirit Airlines and I came back on American. And listen, Spirit was fine. We got, you know, we got there. You got on, there. On, we got there on time <laughs> and, you know, boarding was, was a breeze. And, uh, but the, and the only difference is the seats that you sit in. Are not as on comfortable. The <laughs> no, but they're just not as comfortable. Right? Yes, and, no, and, yeah, it's the truth. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering, like, how much money are you are you actually saving as an airline by putting in the cheap seats? You know what I mean? Like, I know exactly what you're saying. So, and, so in other words, how much on the initial investment does the airline save? By I, I wonder though, Casey, if that sends the message to the passenger. Well, I'm saving because they're cutting corners here, right? In, in other words, but you only, you know, you're, they're cutting corners one time on the installation of those seats, right? And how much? I, I, I hear you. Yeah, it, it doesn't warrant it. We talked uh, not that long ago about Avalo Airlines flying in and out of Wilmington, Delaware, and um, I have two. Stories stories about it. A family friend did it recently, and he flew to South Carolina, and it went, went seamlessly. It was really easy. Apparently, the Wilmington Airport, and, and I don't know because I haven't been there, there is nothing. There is one security line. There are uh, zero concessions inside. So if you want any food, they don't even have a vending machine. And you know what the security line is? Do you have a bomb? No. It's, 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 so, and then, but the other story that I got, Steve, was this person had, um, the flight back was fine. Yeah. The flight out of Wilmington, there were some issues with the airplane. Huh. They had to bring parts down. Oh, from, no. From Philadelphia. And no. so the airline and yeah. the airport said, we're going to give you vouchers for a meal. Guess where they had to go for the meal? Where? Applebee's around the corner. They had to leave the airport. Was Preston there? Preston was uh, the host at Applebee's that day. Uh, um, so they, they gave them coupons to an Applebee's. So like, I was going to jokingly say Applebee's uh, when you were about to say that. So the flight home. Uh, went seamlessly and it cost him nineteen dollars, nineteen bucks to fly back, fly back oh, from uh, not Florida, bad. which not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. I'd eat at Applebee's. For that. <laughs> and, and, well, dude, Applebee's. you know, but I'm, it was it was six or seven hours delay getting out because they had to wait for those parts to come. So, out so from you have to you have to wait it out. Is, yeah. is that worth that? In- yeah, but sometimes you're waiting six or seven hours at the Philly airport. Did you right, two right. summers ago? You Last were there. Year. You left. Yeah, didn't yeah. It? yeah. Uh, by the way, Preston, uh, Applebee's has Dollaritas now. Um, so Dollaritas, Dollaritas, Dollar Margaritas. I think that is. Preston, uh, let's go try it. See if it's good. So what I didn't know is that when I flew into Detroit, I didn't know. I Detroit, love your flair. I didn't know that Detroit had two airports, so we flew into the less traveled one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess it would be maybe the equivalent of like the Trenton Airport of uh, of Detroit. But um, what was wild? That's how they pitch at the Trenton Airport of Detroit, Steve. When we and and I didn't raise a stink on this because I just I just wanted to get home and I thought they would if I if I were to report what ended up happening they might have actually cleared out the terminal what so happened here's what happened as my daughter and I <laughs> my daughter yeah. uh, as we were uh going through security my daughters um <laughs> When they initially, the TSA person checks you, they, they t- check your your uh, your ID and right. your ticket. They never checked our tickets. They never checked your tickets. They never scanned I us to see that. We, we could have walked in there without a plane ticket at all. Wow. And uh, I'm like, dude, I don't want them to, like, I just want to go home. I'm like, it's probably safe. It's where we're probably okay. Yeah. okay. Did you make it? We, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> no, uh, I'm here. Uh, I'm here right now. But I mean, you're supposed to check. Yeah, yeah. It, it's sort of suggested. By yeah. the way, on the on the opposite end of the Avilo uh, Airlines, <laughs> have you guys seen the uh, Penelope Cruz? Yes, United yeah. Emirates. 
Oh, where she's acting like she's actually rooting for soccer? Oh, no, I saw that one, but there's one last night I saw. I just showered above the clouds. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I did it on United Everything. I took a dump just outside the bathroom yeah. door. <laughs> <laughs> where they encourage that. They're, these are the high-end. Preston, I sent you the one. Well, it's a different thing. It's a, a cruise line, but it's a Four Seasons Cruise. But yeah, the United yeah. Arab Emirates. <laughs> so when they fly over in uh, Crazy Rich Asians, is what... what what airline is Singapore that? Airlines. It's Singapore, yeah. right? Yeah, where you're, you're. It basically looks as if you're in a luxury hotel suite. That, yeah. the, I just want to go to Singapore so that I can yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. don't Me you too. think? And you, by the way, you know what that runs like that first class? Because I, I just for the hell of it, I checked it out. It's like thirty thousand. Oh, yeah. oh sure. yeah, totally worth it. Uh, don't you think we should have an official airline of the President and Steve show? Oh yeah, we do. Yeah. It's called SEPTA. <laughs> By the way, the thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, imagine. Yeah, instead of paying for uh, an airline ticket, you just pull up to the airport <laughs> and you drop off your car and just go here. Here, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I'm, I'm paying. For it's my only ticket. worth twenty one thousand dollars. Yeah. Hang on, I want to go to Heath, who is a formal former travel agent. Hi, Heath. Good morning. Good morning. It. Good morning to see you, <laughs> Heath. What's up? Hey, so I just want to call in. The whole Tuesday thing yes. is a myth. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it's the t- tickets are going to be cheaper at two different times. One, when they write you on sale, they go up from there. They release in blocks. When do they so go up for sale? That's uh, a good yeah. question. Yeah. How far nine on in advance? Nine months before the flight. Nine months before. So remember right. that. So nine months before a flight, when you're looking to take a uh, a trip somewhere, okay. Nine months in advance is when you should purchase your airline. Ticket. What's nine? Just, mo- what's nine months from today? I'm going to look this up right now. I say no. I, I I don't know that I could I could schedule that far in advance. What if you were to? What if you were to? So so let's say on average, Heath, and I know it's going to be hard to to give us this information, May. Um, uh, so how much, on average, will you say percentage-wise if you book nine months in advance? Well, I was just looking up a flight from Philly to Nashville. Yeah. Um, going down in March, if I bought the tickets right now, yeah. with American, it would be around $1,000 for two adults. What? And if you I think it's going to go up from there? To... Oh, that's just if I, if I buy it now for a March flight. If it was nine months from now, I'd probably be paying about... Two hundred fifty per adult. Whoa! So that's oh they'll, they'll fly up to about a thousand dollars. Okay, so that it is well, it's well worth it if you can um, be disciplined enough to do that well in advance. Absolutely. All right. Hey, save a ton. Heath, I heard a long time ago that um, if you use different browsers when looking at airlines, yeah. that that actually makes a difference, too. And that Because the airlines, I guess, remember the number of times you've come to that website. So if I go to AA.com using Chrome versus uh, Internet Explorer or whatever, um, <laughs> is that uh, accurate? No. The only way any of the airlines actually care about who you are is if you have miles with them and you've flown them before. Oh, okay. Um, You can use two different computers. You can use two different people on two different sides of the country. And you're going to get the same prices unless you log into a website. And like Casey was saying, you got airline miles, use those. Well, besides browsers and the website. I buy most of my tickets through X Hamster, but I know a lot of people do it <laughs> yeah. through Pornhub. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely uh, more of an X Hamster guy, but uh, <laughs> or we all have yeah, our preferences. Yeah, yeah. Yo, ever heard of jerk me? And by the way, I right now am trying. I, I went to try and find a flight uh, as far out as possible. So that actually on American Airlines gets me to September. Okay. Okay. So flights for the, uh, to go to LA and back, right? So if I were to fly out uh, on, it doesn't matter, uh, to LA and back, $1,800. All right. So now I'm at Orlando. I'm like, oh, maybe a little bit closer. 
$1,200 round trip. What? Yeah. And that is... That is the furthest out possible. And right you're now. you're you're nine months out from the time projected. More than nine, More months. Than nine months out. All right. So that that seems not what you're. He, that's need, pretty pricey. We I'm need a president Steve Cruise ship. Forget, yeah. the, forget yeah. the airlines. We do have it. It's called All SEPTA. Right. <laughs> he, thank you for the info, bud. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Airtran used to. Uh, so no no um uh, uh like airlines like advertise like they used to but Airtran used to they used to give away vouchers and well, remember okay yeah. the, the 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 glut of price lines mm-hmm. and uh all the different airline yeah. cross uh searching services right Ka- right kayak yeah was Priceline was that the the Shatner didn't yeah 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 they 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 advertised like crazy and then there was the one that the that all the women thought was it's kind of hard he had a bit of a gruff but he it was the one that compared all those sites it was an aggregator and I, you don't see commercials for those anymore. Now, hang on a second. I want to go to uh, Colby. Wants to concur with uh, something here with Casey. Hi, Colby. Good morning. Hey, good morning, you guys. Good morning to see you. What's <laughs> up, bud? Uh, not much. So yeah, so I actually took a trip from Chile, uh, from South America, into JFK, and and on our way back to JFK, we got into the airport, and we never went through customs, never went through any check in. Like they didn't check anything coming back in. Wow. And we actually had an animal for. Uh, from an animal that I killed down there, and uh, nothing was checked in, and it was the bizarrest thing ever. Like they were the, like, "We don't want to deal with this guy and his yeah, animals." Yeah. Well, 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 animal. Sir, your your antelope. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to check that. Was it a capybara? What was it? What did you have? Uh, it was actually a fox. We were uh, doing some fox hunting. Did down. you wear it over your shoulders? <laughs> <laughs> I should have turned it into a hat or something. Right. Oh, hey, gosh. Daniel Boone. <laughs> Interesting. All right, thanks, Colby. Appreciate yeah, it. Man. Thank you guys. Have a good day. By the way, speaking of. Uh, uh, vacations, no vacations, and spending <laughs> some money on it. If you're going to take, you know, United Emirates or Singapore Airlines, I saw this article that focuses on where do people with a hundred million dollars or more go on vacation. Ooh. Well, we're going to have to ask uh, Kyle about that. <laughs> He's our hundred millionaire. He's our hundred millionaire. <laughs> uh, so, of the top seventeen ultra-rich vacation destinations, this surprises me. Okay. Ten of them are in the United States. That does surprise me. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, this is for the hundred millionaires yes. and above. And I was surprised at the number one on this list. Never would have pegged it. So right. my cousin did the rim-to-rim hike last year in the Grand Canyon. And I asked him how it was and asked him how the group was because he went on a guided tour. And what was uh, interesting to me, and I didn't even think about this, but uh, there were a ton of filthy rich, tons of money people on this trip who hmm. basically had porters carrying their stuff for them. Yeah. I'm going to Yes, may I guess? Yeah, mm-hmm. please. Sesame Place. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's yeah. really it's, it's fun. Expensive. It's expensive. It's it the parade. Yeah. Uh, you see all the characters. It's, <laughs> it's fun. I swear, it looks as if he's actually talking. No, of the cities. <laughs> of the cities. <laughs> oh, real quick. Elmo, Elmo was at the game last night. I don't know. He was. I did. I saw that. What was he doing? I don't know. There's some dude in a full-on Elmo outfit. I was like, this is awesome. I love Philadelphia. He's red. <laughs> some hundred millionaire took him with him just to get on TV. And guess what? We have a driver. Yeah. Uh, no, anybody want to guess the city? The city huh. where, where the, the hundred million go now yes if you're talking about gross money being thrown around mm-hmm. um i mean i'm gonna is vegas well the, the vegas is a guess utah 
Utah, that's a state, but uh, that's okay. Oh, what you, okay. Uh, <laughs> Alaska. City. Yeah. No, uh, you can drive there. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, like Manhattan, New York City. Okay, Casey. Uh, I'm going to go somewhere a little bit more picture, picturesque. I'm going to say something like uh, Carmel, Mon- Monterey, I, Northern I, California. Right. Marissa, what do you think? Is this just uh, in the continental U.S.? In the United States, the continental okay, United Honolulu. States. Honolulu. Yeah, so. St. <laughs> no. Pete, Florida. Um, no, it's, uh, you're, you're the closest, uh, Marissa, Miami. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Miami. I'm no ego, I'm Miami. Whatever he says. Bienvenido. Bienvenido? Yes. Bienvenido a Miami. To be honest, so there are, there are a lot of filthy rich tons of money people who live in, you know, along the, the drag there in, in Miami. You know, with the uh, their, their cars have elevators. Yeah, uh, but I didn't realize that was the number one. Uh, this is makes, for for visiting for for vacation. Visiting, yeah. yeah, it makes sense though. That was one of the places I went to, and I'll, I just couldn't. I, it wasn't for me. I it don't. Was, it was I don't much, like it. It was too much of that. Filthy like, rich tons of money. Yeah, just not. I, it, yeah, it wasn't. It was. It was like my Vegas vacation. I couldn't wait to leave. So they have <laughs> year round. They have over 160 centi millionaire residents. People over. They make over 100 million dollars, uh, and in the holiday months, uh, they will have 800 visit Miami. 800, 100 millionaires and above. Yeah. And Isn't there that island that where like Tiger Woods has a place and Shaq and I think Madonna, like there's... Uh, in the Delaware? Uh, not in the Delaware, <laughs> nope, uh, in Miami. Um, and it's one of those places where, like it's the, you know, one of the richest... Zip- I know what you're talking about. The, the real estate is yeah, like insanely... Richest zip code per yes. capita. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's got to be there. There's a club in Miami that has a dinosaur. Like that has dinosaur A real dinosaur. Live dinosaur. Because you can have a d- dinosaur yeah. in a disco doesn't mean you should. <laughs> Velociraptor. Yeah, disco. They yeah. have dinosaur <laughs> bones. T-Rex. <laughs> and now our disco lights have come on in the studio. Formerly we had an inflatable dinosaur outfit that we could have at the ready at any point in time. Well, and actually, how did T-Rex have to do like Preston? Like this. Yeah. yeah. Just his little bitty arms. He's doing the, the doing lawnmower. lawnmower. <laughs> he can't even do the shopping cart. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, but each of these clubs literally just outdoes the other one and they, whatever they can do to bring these people in and they are like the <sighs> place to be down I'll there. tell you what, man. If you are, I don't know, over 30 or 35 and still trying to find fun <laughs> at a nightclub. But that's what it is. That's what Miami is and that's why I didn't love it. It's yeah. th- There wasn't really too many like like corner bars to pop well, into, uh, and yeah, like, okay. you know. To that yeah. point, yeah, so Marissa, you're saying these are very experiential <laughs> nightclubs with dinosaurs, little real living dinosaurs. <laughs> yes, like seen and place to be seen. Oh, all right. I, I was down and on. Yeah, and when you when you when you're worth more than a hundred million dollars, how yeah. important is it for you to be seen? Um, when I, you're already there, there's probably a lot of like. Um, I think it's very cares that you don't yeah, care. I yeah. think it's very important yeah. uh, for people to know that you yeah. have exclusive access to this area and people see you sitting in the private oh, area. It's like that Will Ferrell SNL bit with the I'm number one hat from multi-millionaire. <laughs> I don't think they care. I don't think the hundred millionaires oh, yeah. care. I think they can do it and, and they go and I think it's all of the people around them that care, that care. and uh-huh. want to be seen in right. that private area that so-and-so got them into. All right. 
Uh, well, number two on the list, and like I said, of the top 17, 10 of them are in the U.S. These are destinations for the uber-rich, the over 100 millionaire people. Can I guess some other one? Yeah. Martha's Vineyard? Uh, no. Wow. The Hamptons. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's like so, the Martha's Vineyard of uh, New York. Yeah. Which is interesting because, um, you know, I'd said Miami, and uh, it's a much smaller area. Miami has 160 full-time uh, residents here. There's only 25 year-round centi-millionaires, but they all just use them as vacation homes. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They do, yeah. And you know what's so, what I find so funny about the Hamptons, and I do love it. I love it there. Um, but that people will go to the Hamptons for, uh, you know, a weekend, a week, a month, some say for the whole summer, and sometimes never go to the beach. Never. Yeah, it, it, that's part of the deal. And like, it's funny my, because you have, Kathy, you know, you'll have the very, like, the Sag Harbor and uh, these very wealthy areas. Paul McCartney has a home in Sag Harbor. Mm-hmm. So, but, but I mean, in the Hamptons, you'll have the wealthy, but then you'll ha- also have these, like, dive places, like, uh, I think it's a place called the Body Barn or something like that, where these two worlds yeah. collide. Like, hey, yeah. we're going to hang out oh. with the poor. Yeah, we're, we're going to go yeah. slumming. Yeah. But, I mean, it's considered a beach destination, and people... Don't, Don't go, go to, to the, the beach. beach. Montauk yeah. is I just fed a dry cleaner. Montauk is completely different. You're you're on the beach. That's where you want to be. Where you want to go. But in the Hamptons, some of them never even go to the beach. Person, they have these little sort of like gumball machines filled with caviar, and they can feed the little, you know, the the, uh, the yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at that. He feed the wild of the Hamptons. <laughs> He's adorable. Um, third on the list is West Palm Beach. Another okay. Florida, Florida. Yeah. Yep. I um, was there a couple of years ago, like in West Palm Beach, the the very ritzy area. And I, I I grew up going to Florida and actually flying into West Palm. My family lived there, but ne- never had gone to that specific area. I didn't realize. Isn't how, it? A, you, I didn't Jackie, realize how much money was there. Uh, neither did I. I've been to West Palm. Oh. I didn't see any of that stuff. It's West Palm Beach, and okay. it's it is. No, I couldn't I, believe it. I was like, right. oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I've seen I've seen it pop up. Uh, you know what I've come to love is Clearwater. Yeah, I freaking love Clearwater. Water. Yeah, me too. All right, also for the Uber Ridge, uh, and Casey, I think you've been, and maybe you as well, Nick, Santa Barbara. Oh, yeah. It was Santa just, Barbara, yeah. Uh, no. California. It's number five on the list. I heard it's amazing. It, it, yes, it is. It's uh, near where Mark Summers lives. And um, so, it, what Oprah? I love. Uh, yeah, Oprah's up there. I, what I love about Santa Barbara is that it's an hour north of LA, and it's it's not LA at all. It's, it's Central California coast. It is, it's expensive, uh, but it's beautiful. Uh, just above that was Paris, France. It's an obvious mm-hmm. there. Uh, and then after Santa Barbara, San Diego. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, Whale's vagina. This is a <laughs> dumb question, but uh, the first Karate Kid, what town was that in? Uh, he was oh, in the, he was, uh, he was, was in uh, the Valley. Yeah, yeah. He, because they, they made fun of him for being from... Reseda. Um, Reseda, yeah. yeah. Yeah, where's Reseda? In the Valley. He's, okay. San Bernardino, so that is, yeah. So that's, is that north of Los Angeles? It's just over the hill. So if okay. you, like in Hollywood and you go up over the hill and then back down to the other side, the Valley is always 10 to 15 to 20 degrees hotter than uh, coastal Los Angeles. And um, yeah, it's the uh, it's a lot less nice than okay. many parts of LA. Yes. Um, hang on a second. Emily wants to chime in real quick. Emily, good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning to see you, Emily. All right, it says here on my screen you date a really wealthy man. Yes, yes. Okay. Date a very wealthy man. Um, actually, I should say I just stopped seeing him because he decided to go back to his extremely wealthy ex-wife. Okay, so that's the hey, story. Have you called him before, Emily? Yes, we talked oh, before. I remember that. I remember you. Yeah. It was for a, a similar matter that we were discussing, right? We're talking about money, and the more money, the less they like to spend it. And Miami is one of the places they like to go because you can jump on any of the cruise ships, and it's a lot of security, a few, like, you know, maximum four to 6,000 people, so they don't feel like they're 
going to get mugged or hurt. Okay. Um, and so, it's very safe. So you're saying Miami, because of Miami's access to a lot of the, the, the cruise ships and private cruises, that's where, why the draw is there? Yes, they love to go there, and, and they have their own little place on all of the cruise ships for the extremely wealthy. Mm. Um, Norwegian is the haven, and there's no none of us porpers can can get into that. Okay, mm. and then they just head down to the Caribbean and and spend some time and there. buy islands. Uh, they call it back to back, and um, like don't talk go back. on cruises for three months. Huh. All right. I didn't even think about that. Thanks for the insight. Appreciate it, Emily. Sure, I love you guys. Go love find you. another rich guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, by the way, and uh, a side note, there was a, uh, I was taking a look at some pictures of one of those uh, travel around the world uh, cruises that's constantly moving. Yes, yeah. That you can buy condos on. What are they um, going for? Pretty cool. Like the lower end is $100,000. Which is to purchase. Yeah. Uh, and you can have that. I don't know. I I assume if you buy it, you own it for as long as the ship is around. Uh, And essentially, as the boat's going, you can like fly out to wherever the port of call is and jump on it there and stay on it for three months and get off and go back home. And it's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Money to do it. Uh, So San Diego. Then you have Nice, France. Uh, Napa is number eight on the list, of course. Yeah, with a hundred thousand airs, a hundred million airs go. Gold. I earn one thousand dollars a year. uh, Golden Triangle, Portugal. Uh, Aspen, okay, ah, is California, 10. beautiful. Uh, Aspen still has that uh, that glow to it, huh? Yes, uh, and then Casey, Carmel by the Sea, uh-huh. gorgeous, number eleven. That's gorgeous. what you mentioned. Yeah, Carmel's one of the best vacations that we ever did. Was going, we went up, you know, to to uh, the, the wine country and you know San Francisco, and and came down uh, the Pacific Coast Highway, and uh, you go through all of those areas from Monterey, and and uh, it's just you know big sur. It's Unbelievably gorgeous. It's Northern California at its best. Uh, and then you have uh, Boca Raton. Yes, that's Florida again. Is number 12. Uh, Lisbon, Portugal. Florida. I want to go to Portugal. Um, uh, Lugano, Switzerland. No, Lugano, oh, Switzerland. Greg Lugano, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Okay. I went there in uh, 1996. Lugano. I spoke uh, no Italian. Uh, ah, muy bien. <laughs> uh, Cannes in France is number okay. 15. Uh, Antibes in oh, France. Antibes. And T. It's on the um, uh, Riviera. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the number, uh, the final one on this list is Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I am huh. not surprised. Yeah. I, I was actually going to guess that because uh, the, the the financial um, boom that's happened in Jackson Hole is ridiculous. It's so much so that uh, the working class can't even afford to live there anymore because so many billionaires, billionaires, yeah, mm-hmm. billionaires have moved in. So Chases everybody, out. they have to, Steve, their commute is now like an hour, an hour and a half if yeah. they want to get to their jobs in Jackson. But the town of Jackson is tiny. Yes. It's there and it's not ridiculous. I've been there a few times. It's it's just grown by leaps and bounds with so much money that's come in. Also north I haven't of, been in 10 years. North of uh, Yellowstone has gotten ridiculous as well. There's um uh, Big Sky, which is north of Yellowstone and, and a lot of money from New York, from California, from Texas. All of these people go in and they they um you know, people can't stay there anymore cuz rent and and housing has gotten so expensive. Well, my friend just bought a house there and I mean uh, in Jackson? In, in Jackson Hole, yeah. And, and it's not, she didn't, I mean, listen, she she paid a decent amount of money, but it was not 
not crazy. Re- it was not ridiculous. Obviously, she's not a millionaire, so she, but she was able to buy a second mm. home there, and oh, it's pretty gorgeous. She, she, but I, I laugh all the time because she loves it so much there, and I really hope to get out there one day to visit her. Um, but she'll have like she's a teacher. She'll have like an extra day off, and I'm like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? She's like, we're going to Jackson Hole. Like the second she has any day off, they are on a plane and oh, out wow. there. Wow, yeah. that's okay. expensive. Yeah. Uh, Steve, did you end up uh, watching Equalizer three over the weekend? Oh yeah. Okay, that little gorgeous, town gorgeous in, in Italy. I don't yeah. know where in Italy it was, but uh, pizza. Oh, it's oh, a, a pizza Italy, Sicily, I believe. That's okay. Well, they were saying because they were talking about the port and why would you pick port, that port? This, is that where they were? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, I was all. Yeah. About those that. those smaller towns. Uh, in well, that they call area. them. Uh, like Cuomo, like, another uh, you know is, is another um, filthy rich tons of money. White Lotus, wherever that second that was season Sicily. was, that was in Sicily. Yeah, well. stunning, mm-hmm. beautiful towns. Wow. Well, if you got a hundred mil, we just gave you some ideas. Yeah, where to go? Just fly Spirit. In case you didn't know about that, yeah, yeah fly Spirit. Save yourself some money nine months in advance yeah. if you can, and uh, you'll be good to go. Back lightly. All right. Um, we need to take a break because we have some other guests that are coming up in just a little bit. Oh wait, the Equalizer Three was formed. It was filmed. Let me see. Mostly location filming Casey took place in uh, Campania, Italy. Yes. Uh, the setting was Sicily though. The cast and crew shot those scenes in uh, the southern Italian region. So, okay. you know, it's like when they shoot in Pittsburgh and oh, call it Philadelphia. Yeah. 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 Bastards. Right. Uh, let's take a break. Come back in just a moment and we'll find out about the uh, we're, uh, the Philadelphia Film Festival's coming yes. up. We're going to get some details for you and see what else we can get into. We'll be back in a moment. Stay put. Drunk text your ex. Text MMR instead at 39333. Just don't ask us, hey, you up? Because, nah, we're good. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Well, this is cool because opening tomorrow, the Philadelphia Film Festival is taking place. We want to talk about a gazillion movies uh, for you to go see. And we have the guys that are here to tell us about everything. They are the ones that put this on. By the way, tickets and full schedule available at filmadelphia.org. Please welcome Andrew Greenblatt and Michael Lerman. To so our happy show. to be back. Good to see you guys. Yeah, thirty yeah, second year for this event. Yeah, um, and we were you know having a short discussion off air 
care about how much effort you guys have been putting into this year. Um, with the with the writer strike and all of that, I mean uh, that hasn't impacted this too much because this material was already ready to go. I assume. Yeah, I would say more the actor strike than the writer strike. Just okay, you know we can't we can't, can't bring in actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and that 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 is a cog in the wheel. But right. uh, and I was c- complimenting you both because you, the work is showing in in what you put into this festival, which is now looked at, I think, globally as 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 a real deal player in, in the world of these kind of festivals. And, uh, um, you know, I mean, this I'm looking at the schedule of stuff and you've got a tremendous. Is this the, the most amount of films you've had in a, in a festival? I don't know if it's the most amount, but it's it's up there. It I, looks, we we yeah. definitely you know, there's years that we kind of pushed it up to 120. But I think that every year we kind of learn kind of the limit of how much. Where we can go and how right. far we can go. So well, it's yeah. not just the number; it's yeah. the quality of yeah, what of you course. guys do as far as as far as betting it. And right. then there's uh, and the thing that I think that both you you know you guys uh, strive for and, and in general is something for everybody, right? Absolutely, Absolutely. Yeah. and that's that's the key. Yeah. So, what has you excited? Uh, you know, the most this year. I was looking at a, at a film that I, uh, The Promised Land, which is the Mads Mikkelsen, yeah, a film which is getting a lot of. Uh, he's fantastic, but that's getting a lot of buzz. It's really great. Yeah, it's really great, and uh, the thing I love about it is it's not it's not po- it's not like it's polished in terms of the aesthetics, but it it is rough around the edges in yeah. terms of the content in a great way. Yeah, like warts know? and all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So. What what else? What is? I mean, the the sports fan in me yeah. <laughs> is uh, is excited that we've got a film executive produced by Alan Iverson, and he will be coming to the festival for the Q and A. Oh wow! And what is the yeah. film? Uh, the film is Bad Things Happen in Philadelphia. It's an important, powerful doc um, yeah. on gun violence. In Philly and, and how communities can get past it, including the use of basketball in communities. Uh, and on the 28th, uh, both Alan and the uh, the director, Kieran Knox, will be uh, at the film center for the screening how, for a Q&A. How hands-on was he? I mean, was he, was he just money or was he really uh, involved? Because that's a, it's a great message to get out because obviously it's hellacious. So um, yes. how, how invested was he? My understanding is, you know, having ha- he had friends who yeah. died from gun right. violence and so this was a really important issue to him, and uh, I think it's going to be a fascinating q What's it called again? Bad Things Happen in Philadelphia. Wow, okay. And then there's another one, which has a, a bit of a buzz. Bucky uh, effing Dent. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, talk about a great kind of inspiring sports story. Yeah. This is a this is a movie directed by David Duchovny um, that he, he wrote, and it's also, he's starring in, and it's based on a novel that he wrote, too. So, um, but it's this just kind of very sweet father-son uh, uh, baseball story. So, love it. Yeah. Uh, I was reading this. So, on uh, Friday, we're going to have, uh, I think it's Friday, we're having Adam Weiner in from yes. uh, Low Cut Connie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and there is a, a documentary that's about Low Cut Connie featured, right? Yeah, Absolutely. and he's going to come do a special performance to us. Oh, there you go. That right. alone. When and where is that? That is also at the Film Center. It's on Friday the 27th at, I think it's 9.30 p.m. it starts, and yeah. the performance will be right after. I'm super excited for it. I'm also yeah. running the Q&A, so I'm really, <laughs> yeah. really excited go. to be oh, you're, you're all set. Of the screenings, uh, how many features like that, like a music or Q&A, or, or it takes place, or, or, or just a handful of them that way? It's just a handful, but okay. we like to kind of, you know, it's like we're we're showcasing the films, but then we're, we're 
putting together these events as 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 supplementary. We, you know, one of the advantages of being together again is everyone can laugh together, everyone can cry together, but then also people can uh, enjoy Q and A's and they can enjoy kind of these eventized versions of screenings too. So, all right, have you guys both have you seen every single film that's going to be here? I have. You have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did how the hell do you find the time? To do I that? mean, it's like that's that's the tip of the iceberg. We watch, the, you know, I watch something like eight hundred movies a year. Well, these are the ones that make the cut. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, don't. yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. that's the hard part of the gig, I'm sure. And yeah. we have thousands of submissions. We have a great programming and screening team that goes through everything. Yeah. yeah, Michael, how do you how do you suffer bad movies? It's very hard. Is yeah. it? <laughs> it is, I, I, I will say, like people hear about my job and they say, "Oh, it's so fun," and then and then I start talking about how not fun it is. The days where it's just like ten bad movies in a row, right? And, but and then when you find the good one, that it's like, "Oh my god, it's this huge breath of fresh air." There so. are bad good movies. Yeah. There are. And, there and are, and there, there there are definitely. Good, bad, yeah. But there. There are just arduous movies, and those are the ones that are a nightmare. Do you... Do you suffer all the way through it, or is there a point where a movie is so bad you're just like, I, I'm done. I've spent an hour and it's getting nowhere. I think it depends on the context, right? Like, so we go to film festivals and I'll watch something like seventy movies in a festival, and uh, it, for the most part, I'll try to sit through the whole thing. But sometimes I'll get an hour in and I'll be like, this is not for our audience. This, yeah. this is not going to work for us. Right. So I will leave, e- even if it's amazing. I will sometimes leave and be like, I got to go catch this thing. Um, if they're paying, you know, if they if it's a paid submission, we'll watch the whole thing. So, right. You know, it's because they That's paid, they paid for it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Can I ask generally, a- we go back and watch anything we have to leave early. Anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is a documentary that's going to be featured. It's called Stand Up and Shout, Songs from a Philly High School, that uh, I oh, believe yeah. there's going to be a Q&A for this afterwards as well. Is John Legend going to be? Absolutely. Yep. John yes. Legend in the house, too. He's one oh. of the, um, <laughs> yeah, he's one of the producers on this film. Can you, can you talk about the, the what the film is about? Because it's very, very interesting. Oh, yeah, no, the film's awesome. It's about this high school that uses the this music program to teach the kids to express themselves, to get through tragedy and trouble, and, and really uh, thrive. Uh, and we're thrilled because it's first of all, it's a world premiere. No one's ever seen the film yet. Uh, we're thankful to HBO and to. I had to get, get a special lifted. password yeah. just to watch the trailer. By the way, I'm just to watch the trailer. They haven't released it yet. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah. it's really exciting. And yeah, we'll have uh, John Legend. We'll have Mike Jackson, his partner. Oh, it's awesome. From Philly, all in for this great Q&A. And some of the kids too. And some yeah. of the kids yeah. up on stage. So who knows what'll happen. Documentaries are great. I, I'm a big fan. Of, we, I know we all are and you get a great documentary and it, it, it's just can be life-changing. Uh, you know, a powerful message. Uh, William Freakin started as a documentarian yeah. and then mo- a lot of times b- directors and, and producers and writers who start in that world and move on yes. to other to fic- you know, fiction yeah. um, really carry a lot with them and so you can see that pedigree that comes with starting in that realm. So you always have also the, the sort of pop culture or wrong or, um, you know, the, what, what in the horror realm should we look for now that it's that time of yeah. year? I mean, we have some we have some really good ones. One of one of the ones that I just think is kind of really fun is we have this uh, spider horror movie called Infested from in, France. In, I heard about yeah. this. It's it's really scary. It, is it? Yeah. It's, all, it's just like jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. It's great. Right. Infested. So, yeah. and, and what else in that realm? Well, you you talked about William Freakin. We've got this cool film called Late Night with the Devil. Yeah. Uh, where you've got this this guy who's like a Johnny Carson competitor and trying to get his ratings up and decides for Halloween they're going to do a show where they do basically an exercise. 
exorcism on the show. Right. Uh, and yeah. it's it's done so well. I, I love I, it. I'm a big fan. Is, yeah, is, is awesome. it a found footage, sort of? Um, yeah, yeah, a little I mean, bit, like, is. pieces of it feel like that, but it doesn't feel like your traditional found footage. It feels like a, a documentary crew is there filming this thing. Very nice. And then pieces of the show. But it, what I love about that is I don't, I don't tend to like horror movies that are like that. And yeah. I put it on, and I was like, this is all of the things that I hate, and I can't stop watching it. <laughs> and it just got sign. better and better and better. Um, uh, yeah. So Sylvester Stallone has uh, his Sly, right. which is right. the documentary yeah. about him. When you have a movie like that coming up, uh, you guys, obviously, you try to reach out to him and see if he can make it in for something like that, don't you? Yeah, I mean, we, we do. We do. And, yeah. I know. It's, you know <laughs> we you, do. You have to try with everyone. We do, imagine. and yeah. we can We can always hope things change last minute. You never really know. I mean, the film is awesome. Really? I mean, I mean and it couldn't really be much more Philly than yeah. Stallone, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. stop and think of it. We talk about it, and we are obviously massive fans, and, and, and he is self-deprecating about the missteps. He's, you know, like rhinestone and things right. of that nature. But when and he's on his game. He's just the best. Absolutely. And, and incredible. Uh, so, uh, like, he's he's like a get for us all these years. We've had Frank Stallone. Right. <laughs> we did, too. Right. Yeah. It was very enjoyable. But, uh, yeah, hopefully that that'll, he'll, he'll be a little bit more um, open to that sort of stuff. Because, certainly, he, he came from the, the world of independent films and film festivals and things of that nature. That's how this massive career took off. So, That's right, uh, yeah. it's very important. I wanted to ask you, I see Seven Samurai. Is that the the original Akira Kurosawa film? Yeah, we're do, we're doing a series of retros. In fact, when you mentioned Freakin, I wanted to say we're paying tribute to him. We're showing to live and die in L.A. Too. Which is great. Yeah. A lot of people don't remember that movie yeah. uh, with the um, uh, um, the, the soundtrack. Uh, who did the soundtrack? Great job, uh, Was it Pat Metheny? Uh, no, no, it was. Oh um, no. Wang Chung. Wang Chung. Yes. Yeah. One of my favorite. I was thinking Falcon and the Snowman. No, sure. yeah. Yes, yeah. it was yeah. great, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, it's a really, really cool movie. Uh, the Sorcerer is another great freaking movie. Yeah, yeah. We, did, we did that last year in the fest, actually. We're do, we were doing uh, a, a tribute to Tangerine Dream uh, with this yeah. whole series. So we did Sorcerer last year, and we're doing To Live and Die in L.A. this year. So Seven Samurai is a good choice. Yeah, uh, all that yeah stuff, on, so. on 35 millimeter. We're also doing Jacques Tati's Playtime on 35 millimeter. And wow. The full cut of Farewell, My Concubine, which has all the material that Harvey Weinstein took out when they released it. So. It's basic. It's all part of the Sight and Sound 100 that was released last December, and we've been doing all of them throughout the year. So these are the ones in the festival, and then we'll continue for the next two months at the film center, yeah. wrapping up to the number one film. We had Pat Oswald on, and we were talking about you know the Criterion has their Criterion closet, and they'll do on their on their channel and their 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 uh, uh, YouTube channel. They'll have a you know, directors go in and pick out these films, and a lot of times, a lot of these movies are movies that you guys have highlighted, and, and yeah. so people hear the names bandied about. This is a great way to sample it, and sample it in a way, or you know, go experience it in a way that you can only get if you had been there at the original release of the uh, of the movie. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the movies that is not actually featured in the film festival, but you guys are viewing it tomorrow night, is uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. We're, it's, we're opening, yeah, we're opening, opening it at the we're theater. Opening, yes. theater. opening right. it at the theater. So, but is it part of the festival or no? It's just it's one of the uh, first run films okay. we'll be running for uh, a few weeks yeah. in conjunction. You, do that, you I, do that every year. 
We do. Well, yeah. now that we have, you know, three venues, two of them are always operating 365 days a year with first-run film. And then the film center itself, we curate the screenings yeah. there. I, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, yes. but tell these guys how long the movie is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I, I, it's somewhere it's, between three and a half and three hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a sizable piece of work. Yeah. It's a Scorsese epic. Now, the word was that originally uh, it was going to be um, uh, uh, like a Netflix uh, is that is that is that? Apple. It was made by Apple. Yeah, Apple, okay. Apple, so Apple paid for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But they're they're releasing it through Paramount as doing the as a full theatrical. Is there, okay. Is there a, a potty break in the middle of a three and a half? That's that's way too there damn long. There used to be intermissions. Yeah, yeah there movies. has to be. Yeah, and there the, still the is. On Commandments had an intermission. You know, I don't. Yes. We, we've been showing this amazing Indian action movie called RRR, oh, which is oh, yeah. fantastic, and, and that that has an intermission built in. We've been showing it once a month still because. It's just like it's become this cult thing for us. Oh, like it, Rocky Horror! It, I think it yeah. won the Oscar for song. Yeah. But, but yeah. still, still, it's there's nothing, nothing like it. Yeah, yeah they used to. In fact, on the and the original, um, uh, two thousand one had a, a potty break right. and, and a West Side Story. And they, Steve, they need to bring back the. Let's go out to, to the, the lobby. lobby. Yeah. Let's go out to the lobby. They were these little jingles and stuff. I know, it's play. so good. But it, I saw this, the director of RRR talk, and he's like, I don't know why they don't do it. It sells more popcorn. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Totally. It's like, what is this? That's yeah. the, the big thing that they're trying to move their product. Yeah. Um, in the world of, uh, of uh, movies being released to streaming and not having a theatrical release yeah. and so on, what where does that fall into your guys' consideration for the film? Well, I think, festival? you know, like I was saying, this is why we do events with them. It's why we do all these things. It's like the reason to come out and do it together. I, we're obviously in the business of everyone coming together and watching stuff together. Yeah. So it's, it is, you know, I like to show stuff that's going to go straight to streaming because this will be the one opportunity to do this. This will be the one opportunity for us all to do this together, to see it on a big screen, to see it the way it was meant to be seen. So there, uh, I will also say the streamers are coming around right. and, and for the most part, they're, they're, they, they weigh what goes into theaters or not. But you see this time of year, Netflix puts almost everyone one of their films in theaters for at least a week. I think, it, I think it, it makes sense. Like Hulu has a, a film that um, um, no one will save you. Yeah, uh, which, which is I just watched right before I left home to come here. So. Right, right. So and there's maybe a le- like virtually no dialogue in the movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. That could definitely have been a theatrical. It's release. amazing yes. in a theater. You guys do promote obviously being together uh, for for watching films, and there's a great communal thing in that. But there are also a lot of annoying things about being in the movie theater. <laughs> what are your top most annoying things <laughs> that other people do when you're trying to watch a movie. Clearly it's cell phones. It's, right? cell phones. it's, it's yeah. hands down and that's you know that's why we tell people to come to a theater because you can't push pause, you can't take yourself out of the movie, you're fully immersed right. as long as that phone stays in your pocket okay. and that's where it should stay. That is the essential experience. You want to lose yourself in the movie. Anything that pulls you out, the light from a phone two aisles up, it will drive me crazy. crazy. I, I think... Uh, just a notch higher than that, me for me is the talker. Talkers, yeah, I just can't stand it. That doesn't happen that often. Unless the director, does, like you know, unless the director specifically requested that someone talk behind you when the <laughs> yeah. movie is, yeah. then don't. Yeah. Let me ask you: Is there an exception to the cell phone rule if you're going to go see Taylor Swift the Eras tour? Because I've seen a lot of social media posts, <laughs> yeah. and when, when initially I saw them, you know, floating on, around on social media, I blanched at it a little bit, and then I realized these people are just having fun. They're they're having a really yes. good time. 
time, you know, it, it becomes a communal thing. However, they are recording those communal things and then adding them to their social media. I, I, I think every like everything in society, everything has an exception if you're doing it respectfully. Yes. Right? And if you're not, you know, like you talk about the talking, there are movies that I love talkers because they're saying something where they're interacting with the movie, <laughs> right, not right. to each other, not, you know, they're interacting with the okay. movie. They're verbally reacting to the movie. But that's right. where they're supposed but, to. But, 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 but not, you know, turn and have a conversation about something else or just like try to explain what's happening on screen. There is only that's, you know, that's, that's drives me nuts. And yeah. if it's like, you know, if it's a quiet movie and yeah. something, but. Oh, you, 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 know. you kill like, you kill a scene. There's only one movie in my life, a right. theatrical movie that I ever talked during. It was Exorcist to the Heretic, yeah. <laughs> which is arguably one of the worst sequels made by a great director. Yeah. It's horrible. The audience could not believe how terrible it was. And finally, I just had to do a running commentary because <laughs> we could not believe it. But that was the only time because it was just insufferably bad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, any other time, pretty much. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you on people that, you know, I, it's too much like I, I, they feel like they're at home and yeah. they're like yammering behind you. Yeah, and it's like, keep you know, it down, yeah. please. Keep yeah. it down. All right. So tomorrow night is opening night. What is planned specifically for that? Tomorrow night, we've got this amazing film called American Fiction. It was the People's Choice Award winner in TIFF, which is usually, you know, a, a freeway directly to the Academy Awards. Um, and we'll have the writer-director, Cord Jefferson, with us for intro and Q&A. Yeah. Uh, it's a biting, super sharp satire. Um, oh, yeah. I love kind that. Of liter- race in the literary world. Stars Jeffrey Wright, Sterling K. Brown, oh, Erica cool. Alexander, who is from Philadelphia, um, Tracy Ellis Ross. It's it's pretty great. Just a quick question. What, what's the status of, of film production in Philly? We had a really robust um, situation going on. Um, are we still looking good or does it need Well, more? not yet. We need the strike stand. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, the I'm status saying, on production everywhere is... Uh, right, but I'm saying what, there are things certainly on the calendar for production in the area. Yeah, yeah. there are. Yeah, all there right, are. all right. Yeah. Yeah, it'll happen. Uh, by the way, where's this uh, first night? Where's uh, where, okay. at the At the Philadelphia Film Center. Okay. It's kind of our, our home base. Uh, but you guys are showing films all over uh, for the, we, so the festival, the, right? We are. We use three different venues, okay. all of our own, which is the coolest part. Oh, okay. First time we've been able to say that. Uh, well, I guess last year was the first time yeah. we did that. Uh, so the PFS East, uh, the PFS Boris, and the Philadelphia Film Center, all of our buildings. Excellent. Excellent. You can all curate right. the popcorn. And, we do. and uh, uh, purchasing tickets, is there, I know in the past you've had like an overall uh, like access pass that you can get and stuff like that. What's available? Yeah, I mean, we always encourage the all access pass and we encourage you to see like 50 films because why not? Like <laughs> yeah. just take the 10 days off, have a blast. Um, so that, that is the easiest way to go to things in the festival. You can just walk into anything. Um, but uh, there's also individual tickets for every film and all the information, the ability to buy, et cetera. It's all on our website, filmadelphia.org. It's, okay. a, cool, it's a cool thing. Thing. It really yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. And it uh, gets started tomorrow and it's open through October 29th and there's a lot of special things. But go to the website. We'll post links uh, to make it easy for you to know because the list is extensive. Uh, how many movies in total? I think it's something like 95 features <laughs> and then there's four shorts programs. Too, wow. So, okay. yeah. so over 120 total yeah, films. Something, uh, yeah. And 200 something screenings throughout the 11 days. Yeah. 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 Okay. So there's plenty there for you, friends. And you can check that out at filmadelphia.org. Glad you guys are back in full force. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to see you. Glad to, glad to, see, to see you, you guys. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Andrew Greenblatt yeah. and Michael Lerman on the show this morning. Sorry, Case, I hit the button twice. All right, let's take a break anyway. We'll come back in a moment. Crumbum Cash is coming up. Uh, we have another chance at uh, that and the Bizarre File and more. Don't forget, secret text word. Text word secret 39333 with 
does is do a Joe Gatto ticket show at the Met Tickets. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Hello, good citizens. Pierre Robert here. This Saturday night, join me and Jackie Bam Bam, along with Alicia Vitarelli and Bob Kelly. We'll be hosting a tribute to Jerry Blavitt at the Academy of Music on Broad Street. A star-studded evening with Darlene Love, The Intruders, The Happenings, Bobby Wilson, The Chantels, and Low Cut Connie. It's going to be a great night, and some tickets remain at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. But wait, there's more. The tribute continues Sunday morning at 7. Tune in to WMMR as Jackie and I pay homage to the boss with the hot sauce. We will co-host the final broadcast from Jerry's home studio. We'll play the very records he loved and shared so passionately over the Philly airwaves and some of our own. Please join us for a very special tribute you won't hear anywhere else. For the Geeter with a heater, Jerry Blavitt on 93.3 WMMR. Truly everything that rocks. Uh, you know what? We're doing a little early, but we're going to do the Bizarre Files. What? And I got a little piece of audio we're going to play for you. So here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by Sports and Social. Cheer on the birds. Just steps away from the stadium at Sports and Social and live casino and hotel Philly. You can watch the game on a 52-foot big screen with halftime contests, Bud Light giveaways, memorabilia, and more. We will start with uh, this one. A Citibank analyst has lost his job over a sandwich. Over a sandwich? Yes. What kind of sandwich? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Sabalks Fiquette went to Amsterdam on a work trip and claimed that he treated his partner to lunch. He submitted an expense report for two lunches, two sandwiches, two coffees, and one additional drink, which was under his $105 daily allowance. However, Fiquette's manager suspected that he had eaten both sandwiches. Oh, oh no. Eventually, no. Confette, con, uh, I'm sorry, Fiquette uh, confessed to eating the large lunch himself, and so Citibank fired him for it. We will not tolerate this. Now, Fiquette sued, but a London employment tribunal sided with Citibank. Wow. And he is still no. He still has no job. The ruling said it is significant that the claimant did not make a full and frank disclosure at the first opportunity, and that he did not answer questions directly. Now he did tell a fib. Yep, he did tell but, a fib. But you know, eating two sandwiches—it's a sandwich. It's not that bad. <laughs> I love this story. Man from Arkansas has been charged after a deputy spotted him doing something suspicious in a car that was rocking, and by that. I don't mean they had the stereo cranked up loud. Ah. The car was moving back and forth. So 55-year-old Theodore Morgavan third is charged with two counts of possession of a controlled substance and sexual indecency. It was around 12.45 a.m. A deputy noticed a car at a commercial storage facility. The deputy approached the rocking car and saw Morgavan. You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> Oh, yeah. In the car, being sexual with a stuffed animal. So, yes. he's a plushie, right? Uh, yeah, the deputy was able to arrest Morgavan and uh, search his car. Uh, the deputy found a purse that had uh, drug paraphernalia in it. After going to jail, investigators Put your con- pants back on. continued to search the purse and found three grams of meth. <laughs> uh, Morgavan entered a not guilty plea okay. in uh, the charge. But, I mean, you can't find 
You can't do that at home? Uh, yeah. You should be able to. Yeah. Uh, you would think so. Yeah. But and then their entire state said they'll try to get tourism be- based on that. Maybe he enjoys doing it out in the park. Yeah. I do not know. I have no idea. I, I don't know what the story is with this psycho. A St. Louis County police officer who is the son of a former top St. Louis County official is facing 11 felony charges after police say he fired shots Sunday at a Halloween event for elementary school students. Matthew McCulloch is charged with five counts of armed criminal action, the use of a weapon also in first-degree terrorist threat. McCulloch has been a police officer since 2017. Certainly he's heard of Halloween. So he's been suspended without pay pending an internal investigation. McCulloch began harassing people during a trunk-or-treat event what? for Tillman Elementary students. Hundreds of parents and children were there. McCulloch aggressively approached several attendees. Oh, yeah, enjoy your candy. And made statements such as, you're all gonna die. Hmm. At, okay. one point, at one point, he threatened a woman whose husband then pushed him in the chest and shoved him to the ground. Uh, McCulloch fell while surrounded by hundreds of children, stood up, pulled up uh, his shirt to display a handgun and badge. Wow. And then he just began popping off rounds. He oh. was firing shots in the air. You heard the full story, didn't you? No. When he was a kid, he went trick-or-treating with his friends, and every house, he got a rock. Oh, yeah. okay. Finally happened. His name was Charlie? Finally. <laughs> He finally passed the point of no return. Uh, but no, he was shooting his, his weapon in an upper direction, and approximately a dozen times he was shooting rounds off, uh, saying that the attendees would die. Uh, he was there with his family, too. Uh, Did you uh, like that, kids? Uh, you uh, proud of Daddy? An attendee who was there with his 8-year-old, Corey Shornhorst, uh, said he held his gun with a menacing grin on his face and a lifeless look in his eyes and fired five shots and waited for the crowd to react. It was complete chaos. One kid had completely run out of his shoe. And they said it all happened with uh, within uh, like the span of a minute. So I don't know, man. Drugs, roid rage, dude snapped for yeah. whatever reason. All right, uh, three members of a California family pleaded guilty Monday to conspiracy for their role in a ring that shipped $600 million worth of stolen catalytic converters from California to New Jersey. $600 million. Over half a million dollars wow. in catalytic convertibles. Uh, brothers uh, Tao Su Vang and Andrew Vang, along with their mother, Monica Mao. So they're the Vang gang. Were part of a national network of thieves, dealers, and processors who provided the stolen anti uh, the, the stolen auto anti smog devices to a metal refinery for more than six hundred million dollars? Crazy money values attached to this this stuff. I think we touched on this particular story, according to a statement from the U.S. Attorney's Office. So they have uh, they've pleaded guilty in that whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's wild, man. That much money. I, I, so what did we determine they're they're being used for? Uh, is it palladium? Uh, that they can think get. so, yeah, that's uh, it, right? Argentium? Yeah. No, it's not yeah. Argentium. Vibranium? It's the rarest, yeah. Uh, Adamantium? I, I want to see it's. I, I want to see it's palladium that they that emodium they, they get out of this. Uh, it's emodium. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny because they it, when you smell farts in the car and nobody farted, it, it's, it's, the, it's the catalytic converter. Okay. It's the sulfur. Yeah, uh, platinum, palladium, and rhodium, rhodium, argentium, and, and emodium. <laughs> <laughs> or all in a catalytic converter. Uh, listen, we have a couple of minutes real quick here before we have to take a break because we're going to get to Crumbum Cash in a moment. I want to break and come back with that. Uh, but, Nick, tell us about uh, the gentleman who did this. There's a guy named Gary Denoya and his Instagram account. Yeah, what's his name again? Gary Denoya. Oh, Gary. Oh, Gary. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, Gary. 
<laughs> Gary Denoya, and his Instagram account is Para Denoya, and uh, I've been a fan of his uh, stuff for a while. He's he basically he takes these uh, a lot of '90s movies, and uh, he'll just dub a Philly accent, and it is an over the top, ridiculous yeah. Philly accent. And so um, I reached out to him over Instagram a few weeks ago and told him uh, because he did a, a Fugitive one. The Fugitive is maybe my favorite movie of all time. If it's not The Fugitive, my favorite movie of all time is Shawshank Redemption. Both came out around the same time in the in the mid '90s, early '90s. So I said, listen, if you ever do a Shawshank one, I think there would be a perfect scene to include a Preston and Steve slash MMR thing. Now, Gary is a listener of the show. He's a, he's a big MMR fan. And he did one with Dumb and Dumber maybe a year ago, and he referenced MMR in that. And yeah. it was just a funny sort of throwaway line. He's like, you know, maybe, maybe these guys are listening to MMR. So... Gary and I went back and forth a little bit over Instagram, and these edits take a really long time. Yeah, sure. there, there's a lot of to boil down, uh, and and Shawshank is you know over two hours, and so but he did it. He put it all together, and if you know Shawshank, the scene where um, Andy uh, locks the the room and and turns on the record and plays the opera music for the guys out in the yard, I thought that that might be a fer- perfect scene for. Uh, either a Preston and Steve drop or an MMR reference or whatever. So uh, we we recorded a little bit of audio. We sent it out to Gary, and he included it in the Shawshank um, dub that he did, and it's called the John Shank Redemption. <laughs> so it's up on our Instagram account, which is Preston and Steve Show, and Gary's, which is Paradenoia. Um, but uh, take a look, because the visual really the visual makes itself. it. Do we have the audio? But we do yeah, have a little bit of the yeah, audio, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, so here's a little snippet of our part in this. Welcome to John Shank. Hey, Red, you want to be best friends? No, I'm good, String Bean. I got perks. Well, hello there, new best friend. Sup, nerd? Heard you do math. I need you to help me cook my books. You in or out? In. On three conditions. One, I get a library. Two, I get to teach people how to read. Three, I get to keep this sweet-ass poster, Princess Daya. And by the way, they're showing all the clips from the movie during this. That's a deal times three, dude. And now, some tunes for my goons. Hey, real quick, just want to send a shout-out from Andy to Red and all the listeners out there in the yard this morning. Yeah! Red, I gotta get the f*** out of here, dude. You know where I'm gonna go? Where? Wildwood. Where the sand is dirty and the broads are dirtier. And I want you to meet me there, dude. Because it all comes down to one thing. You either get gritty living or you get gritty dying. And gritty he got. There you go. That's awesome. It's yeah, great. It's great. Man, he so. does such a good one. So I, I love scrolling through his videos. There are a million of them. And uh, once again, the Instagram account is uh, Para Denoya. But Gary, thank you so much for doing that for us. Love it, Gary. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> and if you haven't seen it yet, go to our Instagram account as well. All right, we need to take a break because we want to stay on time and get you $1,000 MMR's crumb bum cash final few days uh, when we return. Uh, but, but actually, we need to get a secret text with yeah. as well. Kathy, give me a number caller. Seven. All right, we'll take seventh caller at 215-263-WMMR uh, for the secret text. We're back in a moment. Hey, you want to hang out with your favorite MMR DJs? Check out the events and appearances page at WMMR.com. Come say hello. Plus, you might even win some cool prizes we snuck out of the building. WMMR.com's got all the where, whens, and what they're giving away. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. 
Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 9.59, and we're just 20 seconds away from uh, the crumb bum cash keyword. Uh, this is stop number two on a five-stop day for crumb bum cash, and uh, we wrap it up on Friday, so we're running out of time on this, and uh, we already had a winner this morning. Let's get another one, all right? Ready to do that? Let's do it now. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. Let's give you that word. The word is start. S-T-A-R-T. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour. Uh, to enter that, three ways to do it. You can enter it at WMMR.com or through the MMR app. Or you can text to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. One random entry wins $1,000 in the company-wide contest. And each winner gets a call from Beasley. So make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules at WMMR.com. And it's sponsored by Horizon Services. Uh, so, again, the word is start. S-T-A-R-T. Now, while you're doing that, we got to take a caller. Uh, we were looking for caller number seven for secret text word. It's Nancy. Nancy. Hi there, Nancy. Hi, how you doing? Awesome. All right, Nancy, what is the secret text word this morning? Super fragilistic XBL dosage. Yes! <laughs> Hang on, Nancy. Is this super califragilistic XBL dosage? <laughs> All right. I'm the little continue with that? All right. I love it. Uh, so Nancy has got tickets to see Joe Gatto's Night of Comedy, Thursday, January 19th at the Met. Uh, tickets are on sale now. Uh, complete details on the concert calendar. At WMMR.com. And uh, Frank Hartman from Philly also wins because he was our random text. Nice. That we chose. Yes. So congratulations. All right. You're raising your hand. Oh, no, no. <laughs> his, sleeve, his sleeve. His sleeve. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Thought he had a statement to make. Uh, 
Preston, I would like to let you all know that I needed to have my sleeve up on my elbow. Very good. Thank you. All right. So now it's lesson question time. We're just like rapid fire giving things away here. I hope Pierre is getting the notice. Uh, we are going to give away a pair of tickets to MMR Rocks. Kreischer, mm. uh, the tops off the world tour Saturday, April 27th at the Santander Arena in Reading. And the question, uh, according to Steve, where do most hundred millionaires go for vacation? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. It's a, it's a special place. Uh, according to Steve, where do most hundred millionaires go to visit or go to vacation? 215-263-WMMR. While you call, we do the track. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see where we're going today, Steve. What's up this morning? Well, Britney Spears revealing that the bulk of her new audiobook was read by five-time Oscar nominee Michelle Williams. Britney says Williams really wanted to capture her essence and prepared for every chapter by slamming her head in a car door. Oh, my God. A Minnesota man, 76-year-old Terry John Martin, is preparing to plead guilty to stealing the iconic ruby red slippers from the original Wizard of Oz. Martin now knows that the next time he clicks those slippers together, he'll find himself being sodomized in a prison shower. Oh, my God. And finally, in 2020, Jada Pinkett Smith claiming she was frustrated by her red table talk with Will Smith saying they were both ill-prepared. Jada says Will missed a perfect opportunity to finally reveal himself as a humiliation cock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Steve. So, uh, we need to see if you were listening earlier this morning and paid attention and know the answer to this question. According to Steve, he said it earlier. Where do most hundred millionaires go visit? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to Terry. See if... Terry. Terry, actually. Hi, Terry. Good morning. Good morning, it. Uh, good morning to see you. Terry, where is it the most hundred millionaires like to go visit? That would be Sesame Place. Yes. Sesame Place. Hang on, Terry. And we are going to give you tickets to see our buddy, Bert Kreischer, and he is doing the Tops Off World Tour, Saturday, April 27th. That's at the T- Sundantar Arena in Reading, and tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster, so get them. All right, let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. All right, a couple things run by you this morning. We'll start with this. Robert Plant is going to be taking part in an evening with Andy Taylor and special guests. Andy! Uh, the event will raise funds for the Cancer Awareness Trust and take place in uh, Cotswolds, UK. Uh, the special event will be led by iconic the by the iconic Duran Duran guitarist Andy Taylor, who revealed last year that he was battling stage 4 metastatic prostate cancer. Uh, Taylor wrote via social media, having such transformative journey, one where the generosity of the spirit has carried me to a better place and lighten me as to what my better purpose can be now that I have some life back, which is bloody amazing, by the way. He had reported recently, you re- reported on it, that um, he had a, some good news 
news about response to a particular medication that he was on, and, and it had bought him some time. Yeah, so this is going to be on Saturday, and the fact that Robert Plant is yeah, that's very cool. Part of it, well, that's, good for Robert Plant, yeah. Right. I love that, yes. They're going to auction off some artwork, including stuff by Banksy and Pablo Picasso. Wow. wow. Yeah. Will he be there, Pablo? I hey. don't think he can make it. No? no. Uh, because he's dead. Oh. That's pretty I wild. I got something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry? I got something. Uh. Kids, you know. Uh, but yeah, Picasso and Banksy art. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Green Day will headline the October 26th episode of Amazon Music Live. The live streamed concert series will air after Thursday Night Football. Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees have prepared a career spanning set and say that it will also include new surprises. Watched by millions of fans around the world, Amazon Music Live is broadcast live from Los Angeles and airs on Prime Video and the Amazon Music channel on Twitch. Uh, the band just celebrated the 30th anniversary of their 10-time platinum diamond-certified Grammy-winning album, Dookie. I'm sorry, you said uh, the Amazon series. How many of these have they done? How many years have they been doing this? Uh, I don't. It says uh, 20. Uh, uh, it doesn't say. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, thought, I thought I misheard. Like, it's been happening that long? Let me see here. By millions of fans watched around the world. Uh, no. Okay. It's the 30th anniversary of Dookie. All right. That I misheard. That's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, but the race, uh, so they are. Um, uh, I threw you off, didn't I? Uh, yeah, I did. You did. Oh, they, they have the box set that they've released. So there we go. All right. Uh, David Coverdale says that he uh, has projects planned for the next three to five years. And one of them is a White Snake Farewell album on an episode of Totally 80s Podcast, which is like Totally Presbo. Yeah, Totally Presbo is my favorite new uh, segment. He said he wants to... <laughs> totally Presbo. <laughs> he, wa- <laughs> he wants... Bo- <laughs> totally Presbo. He wants. <laughs> he wants former members to be on the record, and he plans to start working on it as soon as he's finished with the Purple album, which uh, celebrates Deep Purple, by the way. So he's trying to get all. He's trying to get the band back together. Sure, if you will. Are you well? He's got um, a fan base. Yeah, he I does. know that guy. All right, and <laughs> what, what was his relationship with Deep Purple? He, he was, was in Deep Purple. Okay. Yeah, he was a singer. Yeah, for sure. Deep Purple. All right, I'm going to wrap that up there because um, we have a guest <laughs> who's on the line. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh my God! Really? <laughs> it's baseball season. That's all we have. And this guy was working at the game last night, but he he made a he made a hell of a tackle uh, at the end of the game last night. <laughs> if you mean? were at the game or have seen the footage of uh, the fan running out on the field, he gets tackled on the phone right now. We have the guy who did the tackling. This is Gary, the security Yay! guy. Hey, Gary. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thank you. Excellent. Nice hit, man. <laughs> we were we were delighted to see that you have uh, was it a Facebook page, Kathy? That you're now friends with Gary? Yes. Yeah. If you'll accept her, that is. I think it's a I think it's a fan run oh, site. Fan Gary, site. Gary yeah. you don't run it, right? No, I, I don't run that. That was yeah. That's been made uh, probably about a year now. Okay, uh, from a lot of the other events I uh, I work. So. Uh, and so, so you have become this uh, famous security guard. I mean, before even this happened, how how do so many people know who you are? Um, I just I just work at a lot of the events. Our company has uh, a lot of the venues, uh, the beach festivals, music festivals, 
sporting events. We do the Eagles games. I'm on the sidelines with the birds. Yeah, you got to meet everybody, man. So so it's got a got a good little fan base going. Okay. Okay. Gary, I have like a million questions, but the first is, uh, are you are you just watching at all times for these idiots? Like, because you were out there fast. So that's our that's our our, our primary uh, thing is we actually watch the field instead of watching the stands like some of the other staff. So we actually watch the field and uh, and just are ready for uh, ready for no kidding. There's dedicated staff just to keep their eyes on the field for somebody to come out there. So so yeah, for the Phillies for the playoffs, they actually called us over from. like I said, we do the Eagles home games, so they actually called us over for the playoffs and put us down on the field for this. Yes, okay. so you're not watching the game at all. You can't be distracted by that. You're you're looking for, you know, that telltale sign. And, and so it seems like you caught this guy from across a distance, but you, you beelined it to him. So, yeah, so when I was out there standing on the uh, out on the foul line at the end of the game there, I was just at my, my, uh, my field of view there across the field, and I watched him come over the uh, – the rail there from, uh, I think it was like section 138, and uh, he took off, and then, yeah, I just reacted. <laughs> I, all right. <laughs> the landing. All right, what you did. Why, why hit him so hard? <laughs> it's just my momentum um, was taking me that way. And you have to understand, we're watching this as we're talking to you, and we're cracking <laughs> up. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm and sorry. So, and so my, my big thing, and like our purpose there on the field, is to maintain the safety of the players. Sure. Yes. You know, yeah. The Phillies bring us in to protect the their assets, you know, their their players. Um, you don't know. Yeah. Listen, yeah. While while we all assume it's just a fan who's having fun, it could be a guy with a knife with a gun that he somehow snuck into the mm-hmm. stadium to do something horrible. So I yeah. totally get it. Yeah. Yep. And then the way these boys have been playing, uh, you know, we got to do what we got to do to protect. Them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and speaking of the players, they were still on the field, and I'm sure at this point you've seen the video, but them cracking up at you just taking this guy down. I mean, I can't stop laughing at it. That that, that may be the best part that I enjoy too. <laughs> are you, uh, Gary? Are you at every playoff game? I I have been. I've been there since the uh, wild card series, and uh, as of now, what I was told is it will probably be through the remainder. So, yeah, well, they're, they're no dummies. You're clearly effective. I, I want to ask you: Do you have uh, football in your background, or uh, what, what? What? What's your uh, athletic history like? So, my uh, I was a big baseball player. I played ball in college, and then, mm. but then I joined the Marine Corps. And there you I, go. Actually, I joined. Uh, we had a football team. I played on the football team for one season there, but that was it for my football career. And, uh, and then uh, law enforcement, and I retired, and then this is my retirement job now. Well, oh good for gosh. you, man. What, what, how, what, what's your size? <laughs> what are your measurements? 6'4 <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, 260, 260. Oh, my, oh, my God. God. And so the guy, basically, the guy was hit by an automobile. Yeah. Uh, uh, the guy <laughs> that, you turn, that you turned into a pancake, how, how tall was he? Um... Honestly, I can't even. Uh, it happens so quick. But, uh. <laughs> no, I, I mean, and honestly, uh, Gary, the, the whole as, as Preston said, you're, this is you know seconds yeah. where something could go wildly wrong, and yeah. and you don't know. And obviously, your years of being a, a marine and law enforcement, you know how things can go south so quickly. Yes. So yep. we're happy that it is a wonderful moment in time that is hilarious to look yes. at, <laughs> uh, and, and that it didn't end up with someone getting you know really hurt or yeah. this guy attacking somebody. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Gary, did did you guys have a conversation? You and him, the guy. No, I uh, once we got him up and got him detained, uh, he was passed off to uh, Philly PD, and then I went back to my post, uh, waiting for the next one. Okay. <laughs> Gary, I really do have a love hate relationship with the, with the people who do this type of thing because it is moronic. It, you know, it can cause disruptions. It, like Preston said, it can be dangerous. 
they are funny to watch afterwards, and and yep. I understand why they don't get broadcast. But you know, when the social media picks it up and you can see them over and over, I do enjoy watching yep. them. But uh, what are the repercussions for this guy? Because he's in some serious trouble. Honestly, uh, I'm not sure exactly what the. Um, I know he gets the ejection, and I believe um, it's a, a trespassing charge. Um, but to be honest, I, I can't. You know. Yeah. Speak uh, on that. All right. Now, Gary, you're you're there at the foul line. Do you get to enjoy the game at all, or your eyes just, are you constantly darting back and forth the whole game? Yeah, we're just, I'm just scanning back and forth. We're actually, uh, I'm, I was in like the camera well, first base during the game. So I'm down there and I'm just scanning the field. So I get to watch, I don't want to say watch some of the game, but as I'm scanning, watching the, the seats and the stands, yeah. um, I am catching some of the uh uh, yeah, sure, you know, though, that puts me in mind of the Roadhouse and, the, you know, Dalton had this legend and here you, I mean, you, you obviously come with a pedigree. You have certainly the, the, the chops for this. This is there sort of a, are, are you, will you now become known as the Dalton of, uh, of security? Because if, if that's what it comes to be, hey, that, that, yeah, you'll, you'll take it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, you, the point about, and we've always said, a, a professional athlete, whether it be a football player, and in a way, I think more for baseball players somehow, when you ever, if you've been out there, and obviously you have, and you look up in the stands, you there's just so much going on yeah. to have a trained eye to look for something that's going to happen. That that obviously takes time to. I, I don't know how how, for example, when they, when a when a pop fly out to the field is is caught, how they don't lose it with all the lights and the players and all the movement. But for you, it, it could literally be a life and death situation if you miss something. Right, right, and that's what we we kind of uh, we actually train this uh, our, our group of guys. We actually have you know days that we train to do this and uh, and react and uh, you know our when we're watching the crowd, you know, you kind of pick up on certain things from some of the fans that, you know, you can tell the ones that don't belong in that section after a while. Right, yeah. New, new to that section, have moved down, you know, from upper rows, cut down close, and, uh, you know, the intoxicated guys you got to keep an eye on. <laughs> yeah. uh, Gary, did your uh, fellow security uh, co-workers give you a score on uh, how you did? I, I'm getting a little bit of both. You know, they're, uh, you know, the... the the, the busting my chops and then also the the, the high five. So yeah, 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 of course. It's all good, though. <laughs> what are they busting your chops about? You took them down. <laughs> she asked, why are they busting your chops? But I assume that's just good-natured um, ribbing, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yes, it's, it's the good-nature part of it, and uh, it, it's well accepted. And, you know, and, uh, love working with them guys. Well, there you go. And so I mean, what you can do is give them roles on the series when Gary, the security guy, debuts on CBS next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the the best part is, is, you know, these people do this because they want attention and they want, you know, the news to capture them or whatever. People like us to talk about it. We're not talking about him. We're talking about Gary. No. Yes. Well, also, Gary was, uh, Gary was the, the, the second star of the game. I mean, <laughs> Schwarber got one. Well, let me, let, let me, you know, let me pose Gary. this. You're, you're a guy who's considering, uh, you saw what happened last night. You saw the way this guy was taken out. Is that, does that look appealing to you? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's good to let this float around a bit. I assume it's a, a, a good warning to those who are considering a similar similar action. You so. launched him five yards, man. <laughs> <laughs> you hit that dude so hard. This is Philly sports that we're talking about. Right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Gary, like a, like a football game, there are multiple angles, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best. We love it. All right. Well, nice job, man. You did your job uh, right. You did it well, and people are paying attention. So thanks awesome. for checking in. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Go Phils. Uh, yes. All right, Gary, the security guy. Uh, the Dalton, if you will. <laughs> the Dalton of security. Oh, my.
security. Oh, my God. How funny. I mean, he just wiped him out. 6'4", 265, is that what he said? <laughs> so the only difference is that Dalton was always told, I thought you'd be bigger. Yeah. yeah. And his would be, Jesus Christ, you're huge. Yeah. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call my mother a whore? Is she? Oh, my God. That is so funny. Oh, I'm, I'm glad we got him on. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. really cool. Excellent. Thank you to whoever reached out to him. Maybe he could do security. Oh, he could do security at the MMO barbecue and kind of instead of, I mean, uh, camp out and send that sleeping guy behind the desk. <laughs> oh. The guy that oh, that's, that's how he lulls them in. Oh, yeah? That's how he, and then like a cobra. Casey took a picture. I think it was Casey. No, it was me. It was you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He was so nice. He was a really nice, nice guy. guy. But I mean, just out cold yeah. asleep. It's like, here's our, I feel safe and sound. So but, there, safe. but he was sitting in an area where you, you might have to brush by him if yeah. you, and you yeah. might wake him up. Yeah. At five yeah. in the morning. <laughs> in the cold. Outside. Morning. Oh, wait, you're not up yet. <laughs> We should see if uh, maybe at Camp Out for Hunger we get Gary here to come out and uh, reenact that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we yeah. could do that at yeah. Camp Out for Hunger and we could uh, we could use um, Marissa. Marissa. Yeah. You know, could be our yeah. yeah. That's perfect. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment and we are going to wrap up our program when we return. So make sure you stay with us. Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Your donations are needed to make this year's Camp Out a success and help families struggling with food insecurity. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme throughout October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes to local hunger organizations like Phil Abundance to provide a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Oh, Nick and Kathy are in trouble. They just came walking in. You're late. Or a cow. Or <laughs> a cow. Uh, I should have a uh, like a barn door countdown clock for Bill for uh-huh. the next two months. Uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah. Wait, Bill is cool because Bill is now like in a sitcom. He'd be his um, his not as evil, but his like slacker twin. Slacker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> twin. Yeah, for those who don't know, Bill is retiring at the end of December. It's like Bill from the coast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Collar popped yeah. up and shades on. Chill, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> Have to have like an all bill send off, an yeah. all bill day. We're gonna have to do right by him because, yeah, we'll uh, yeah he deserves it, man. We're, uh, we have some ideas. We're we can order you. pizza for that day, uh, I, yeah, or a soup yeah. and a horse. <laughs> Soup and a horse. Well, it, it, it's in due time. In the meantime, you guys will get reprimanded in the meeting here in a little while. It's not late. Not it'll be Kathy. But now he now he reprimands me and then he laughs. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he doesn't care. All right, uh, I would like to thank our uh, friends from the Philadelphia Film Office, uh, Andrew Greenblatt yeah, hey. and Michael Lerman, or Philadelphia Film Society, I should say. Uh, and the event, the uh, Philadelphia Film Festival, starts tomorrow, and there's. 
so many great things. It's uh, it's just it's all cinephile stuff, and and uh, they have there's some special uh, events that are taking place, like Low Cut Connie is going to be playing one of the it's shows. It's very cool. John Legend is going to be yeah. uh, part of it as well. The, the truth of the matter is, if you've never participated at, at any level, there are multiple levels to participate in a film festival. At this is a uh, really exemplary one, and you should really check into it if you're a movie nut. And it's right here, and you can go to filmmadelphia.org to get the information. And thank you to Gary the Security. Gary is Gary is the guy that at the end of the game last night, somebody ran onto the field and he just full on. I mean, linebacker tackled him. Play the old Gary. This should be his sound. Okay. Yes, uh, and uh, it was a great conversation with him, but uh, pretty funny. If you haven't seen it yet, then just do a quick search on social media. You will find it, no problem. It's crazy. All right, uh, we need to do today's letter of the day. Casey's going to be handling that, so here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. A, as in Albuquerque. All right, and we have a four-pack of tickets and a Photo op with John Cleese for his new show, An Evening with the Late John Cleese, Wednesday, October 25th at the Kimmel Center Academy of Music. Tickets are on sale now at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. Let's see. I just need to thank our sponsors and then uh, tell you what's coming up tomorrow. Then we're going to make way for Pierre. Uh, The President's Steve Show brought to you today by Duncan. And the President's Steve Show runs on Duncan. Tomorrow on the Thursday edition of our program, uh, we'll talk to James Murray who is still with the uh, Impractical yeah. Jokers. We're covering we'll them all. Talk to Murr, see how he's doing, and in studio to get us fired up for game number three, our buddy Michael Barkham will be joining yeah. us. Always great time. So that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day. Pierre's in next. Crumb Bum Cash coming up. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, they mean it. Whether you're at the beach or in the mountains, Shopify is the all-in-one commerce platform that simplifies selling to anyone from anywhere. Don't let the technical stuff slow your sales down. Because with Shopify, you can monitor inventory, track sales, fulfill and ship orders from anywhere with an internet connection. Join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide and start selling with Shopify today. Sign up for a $1 trial at shopify.com slash free 23 shopify.com slash free 23.